and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season six, episode six, Living Dead Girl. Ooh. <laughs> um, that's, of course, a Rob Zombie song. Mm. Uh, the name of a Rob Zombie song. Is that who the band is supposed to be? It's like no. a Marilyn Manson-esque band. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's. I have their name somewhere okay, in my notes. Okay, I'll tell okay. you when I get there. Um, this was written by Tom Kapanos and directed by Les Sheldon. Um, Les Sheldon also directed episodes of 21 Jump Street, mm. Sequest 2032. Hell yeah. R.I.P. Jonathan Brandis. Seriously. Models Inc., uh, BH Niner, that's Beverly Hills 90210, and <laughs> Charmed, just to name a few. I stole that from Diablo Cody, BH Niner. Uh. <laughs> um, this originally aired on October 30th, 2002. Great, great. So the day before Halloween. Uh-huh. I remember that Halloween well. Um, uh, it's coming back. Remembering, uh, yeah. it well, remembering it well is not what I would say. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> remembering its existence. <laughs> Well, yes. I have one little anecdote from that night um, <laughs> later on. Later on. Uh, so, description from Wikipedia Dawson assists Todd in throwing a massive blowout Halloween party on the film soundstage, complete with a live band. However, Todd tells him that the soundstage is haunted by the ghost of actress Melanie Ray. Audrey and Pacey, attending it, are still stricken by their cooling relationship. Audrey has not confessed her attempt at a one night stand. And whoa. feels that's not what happened. Whoa! And feels, whoa! Whoa! I'm <laughs> editing that. Sorry, whoever. I know they listen. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that's not what happened. And feels that Pacey should be prioritizing his girlfriend over his job, which Pacey, who does not have rich parents to fall back on, disagrees about. Jen, egged on by Jack, invites CJ to the party as well. He attends. Dot. 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 With his gay friend David. <laughs> Jen assumes that CJ is dating David, but David denies this. However, Jack learns that CJ is simply not attracted to Jen. He and David make plans to go out for coffee, though. Joey asks Professor Hetson to let Eddie back into the class in exchange for a favor, babysitting his daughter, Harley. She and Eddie take Harley to a haunted house where sparks fly between them. Pacey vents to Emma that his relationship with Audrey has become so complicated he's no longer sure if he loves her. Audrey, overhearing, dumps him. Dawson becomes fixated on the ghost of Melanie Ray, which he believes he is seeing, and who leads him to locations where Todd and Natasha are trysting. <laughs> he admits that he really likes Natasha and completely screwed things up before quitting over Todd's apparent heartlessness. However, the two reveal that the whole thing, not just their supposed romance, but the ghost, which is Natasha in a wig, was an elaborate prank. Todd refuses to accept Dawson's resignation, and Natasha takes him back. That was the whole episode. <laughs> Um, okay, my history's mysteries. I have to issue a mea culpa because mm -hmm. I was so excited about, well, not excited, distraught about talking about the 2002 World Series last time mm -hmm. that I missed possibly the largest news item of the decade. Huh. On October 22nd, 2002, uh -huh. one Miss Christina Aguilera released the album uh. Stripped. Wow, I can't believe you missed that. I'm so sorry. I just, <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. I know, I've been unpacking my CDs, or, uh -huh. and I was like, this one might be scratched. <laughs> possibly, possibly. I might have to buy a new one. Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> um, so November 2002, 
severe acute respiratory syndrome or SARS mm-hmm. epidemic begins begins in Guangdong, China, mm. um, the province of mainland, on mainland China. So interesting. There you go. Yeah. November second, two thousand and two, the Godless Americans March on Washington brings together two thousand atheists, free thinkers, agnostics, and humanists in a mile long parade down the National Mall. <laughs> I love that. That's so dumb. <laughs> it's really, even as someone who considers themselves an atheist, I think that's very stupid. Okay. Oh, wow. What were they marching for? No idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On October 3rd, 2002, or sorry, November 3rd, 2002, the 7.9 Denali earthquake sh- oh. shook the Alaska interior with a maximum, whatever, intensity, causing one injury and 20 to $56 million in losses. Only million? Yeah, There's, it's so rural. It's so rural. Yeah. Denali's beautiful, though. Yeah. I know. I've never been. I know you have. It's incredible. Um, number one movie in the country is Jackass the Movie. Oh, we saw that in the theater. We sure did. I almost puked because they like pee in snow and then eat it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't. I remember. I, I remember you being very unhappy yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 Um, one day when I worked at Paramount Pictures, mm-hmm. they were filming one of the Jackass movies and they were on the lot. And, um, you know, it's Paramount does those movies. Yeah. And I worked in the same building as the ID, the like where you get your photo IDs. Oh, okay. And I literally walked in the door and Johnny Knoxville was punching himself in the face, trying oh. to give himself a black eye for his, cause he had to take his photo. Oh. And I just like, it was like in the morning, I just walked into Johnny Knoxville punching himself in the face. I was like, what is my life And right that's now? why millennials understand TikTok. <laughs> Truth. There's nothing weird about it. Yeah. Um, okay, the number one song for the final week is Dilemma by Nelly featuring Kelly no, Rowland. Final week? Final week. Oh, what's next week? Mm. Dirty? <laughs> it's not, but oh. <laughs> I wish. Um, I regret to inform you hmm. that debuting at number 63 was John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oof. Oof. We weren't big John Mayer people. We were not big John Mayer people. I still, to this day, hate that song. Yeah. It's such like a Jack Johnson vibe to me. It's To me, it's a vibe of like the college guy who like thought he was being real smooth, like was playing you that song. Yeah. And I was looking at him like, get the fuck get away from me, sir. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then he's a creep. Like he totally like spilled secrets about who he fucked and i don't respect people like that totally 100 percent um debuting at number 70 is uncle crackers in a little while which you would definitely know i I just also love that we as america had a run a run where uncle cracker was a band that you knew yeah (laughs) debuting at number 71 is foo fighters all my life which hmm. I didn't, I don't, I'm, I have to confess, I'm not a big Foo Fighters fan. Right. In fact, don't really like the Foo Fighters. The only thing I like is that music video. With the Mentos one. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to this song and I was like, maybe my favorite Foo Fighters song. I actually kind of dug it. Okay. okay. I was like, you know, um, I mean, not a bold statement since I yeah. don't like any of the other <laughs> songs, but it was, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could see this. They're a mood, like when they're mm-hmm. on a soundtrack to Varsity Blues, I'm into it. And I also think Dave Grohl seems like a genuinely nice awesome person uh-huh. so like i'm into it i'm so glad they're successful i just don't need to listen mm. to them mm. that's how i feel yeah okay so with that we open 
with creepy music in a bedroom that is either my room from the 1990s or a room from the 1970s. It's very hard to tell. because it's like Dawson's room, but 70s. <laughs> and you're just like, LOL. Like, I love when we get meta on yeah, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And like, you know, season six, they don't have Kelvin Williamson to like get full meta in the uh-huh. way that he does. But they like do it. And uh, it's like nostalgia because we know it's ending yeah. in the show and everything. Totally. And we see Natasha and some dude come in. So it's not a 90s room. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a 70s. It's and a they're set. trying to set up like, ooh, what's happening? And we're like, we know what's happening. They're filming the movie. Natasha's right, right there. Why are we doing this? We're not stupid. Right. right. And she's like making out with some guy. And, like, yeah. And then it's cool because she he asks, like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And you're like, cool. Like, even in this meta movie of Dawson's Creek whatever we're gonna get this like lesson in consent you know totally and of course they're like she's like yes of course I'm sure or whatever mm-hmm. and then like this guy comes out of a closet with an axe yeah and then a light falls from the ceiling I know it starts sparking and the actor yells cut and instead of everyone absolutely fucking losing their shit yeah. that a light just fell from the ceiling and there's a workers comp case brewing. to be made <laughs> Todd just starts yelling at him about like you don't call cut I I yell cut cut. and like what are we supposed to think of Todd I don't know because they're always like like I guess just because like it's Todd is happening side by side with Rich Rinaldi Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like we're universally supposed to be like Rich Rinaldi's trash and like he is but Todd is like you know complicated somehow right I don't know and, like, no one seems fussed about this light falling. No, or the danger whatsoever. Totally. And he's, <laughs> and like... He just, like, remind you, Alec Baldwin literally shot and murdered someone. Yes. Recently. I mean, maybe it's manslaughter, but if we're getting into semantics, like... Yeah. Someone died. Yeah. So, you know, he's... Todd's all, like, disgruntled that he's not going to make his day. Yeah. <laughs> and he blames it on the fact that there... This is a haunted soundstage. Yeah. And, like, I was cracking up because, like, you know, we try to make this case that Dawson's Creek is the first millennial show, and it uh-huh. is. But, like, I love that they don't have a Christmas episode every year. Every year they have a, a Halloween, Halloween episode. episode. And, like, say something more millennial than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, totally. we don't give a fuck about capitalism and Christmas. Like, we might, we like Christmas, but we don't need a yeah. special episode. There's one in this it. season. There is yeah, a Christmas episode coming. Yeah, but that's the only coming. one. I know. Kinda, I know. You know, like, season four, there's, like, a holiday party, but, like. And season three, we get a Thanksgiving. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we don't get, like, the more traditional like Thanksgiving or Christmas episodes but every year we get a Halloween episode totally and I kind of like that so funny I know totally and like we hear this story that like this actress was the like Jamie Lee Curtis of her day Uh the original scream queen and she died on this soundstage because she was having an affair with director but she was married to her co-star and he the co-star strangled her when he found out it's so fucking dark it's dark and like as todd is like telling this story natasha comes up and is kind of like giving him a massage yeah. and like dawson definitely doesn't love that we're seeing on his yeah, face yeah and like you know i just want to point out mm. dawson's desire is always awoken by jealousy yeah and this episode, like, proves, proves it. it. Like, if we didn't know it in season one and then in season three, this is just confirming it. Yeah. And it's so sad because, like, it's one of those things where, like, similar to Joey, like, you wish Dawson had friends to point this out to him so right. he could correct that behavior because Jen is one of his, like, Jen is his soulmate. They set, yeah. make such a good match. But since no one was like, you don't feel, you don't like this because you have no one 
to fight with and no one to feel jealous or yeah. whatever. And that like really holds him back. I agree. I also will say, cause they're like, Oh, you know, the soundstage is now haunted by her ghost. Mm-hmm. Like haunted sound stages are a definite thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 When I was at Paramount, one of my favorite things to do was to ask the security guards to mm. tell me the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Cause Paramount has, if you've never been or don't know where it is, it butts up. There's four major sound stages that all open into one another. They used mm-hmm. to film the Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers dance numbers oh, wow. through the force so they could dance up and down. Yeah. 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 Um, and also Star Trek, they would film planets there. Right. Um, and, but it butts right up against the Hollywood forever cemetery. Yeah. So those like, those are the most haunted. And then yeah, there's yeah. one of them's haunted by the little girl from Poltergeist, mm-hmm. um, who died pretty soon after Poltergeist was filmed. And oh. she like died of sepsis, Oof. um, when she was like 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather O'Rourke was her name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's fun. If you're ever on a movie set, always ask the. Yeah. Always ask the security guards for the good stories. But um, Natasha's like, she like gets called away. And Dawson like looks at Todd and is like, is there something going on between the two of you? It's so fascinating. It's really fascinating. He's like real like angry face too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to watch his jealousy and the way that like controls his his sexual desires you know Mm -hmm. super fascinating i I mean i love continuity so i love when like we know this character so well and so you're not surprised by it but it is so interesting and like you know like we've always maintained like part of the reason why dawson and joey in my opinion are so toxic is because they hold each other back from making new friends and from seeing their lives through the prism of those new friendships and like how that you can grow from that and like he doesn't have any, like any friends to be like, this isn't a good vibe. Like, right. You like that person because you don't want someone else to have them. Right. Like not because you connect and like that person. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. My notes are coming mm-hmm. as well on this. Yeah. Totally. And you know, Todd tells him like, look, I'm not, I'm not, nothing's happening. Yeah. I learned a long time ago not to have sex with leading ladies. And then he says, that's what extras are for. And I was like, oh, Todd, you were so close to not being guarded. Todd is such a creep, but we're supposed to like be <laughs> endeared by him. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like the actor plays it in a, in a somewhat charming way. Like, no, I, but I I'm think, like, I'm listening to the words that are coming no, out of your mouth. That's the whole and, thing. It's like, that's the point of it right. is that like, you know, Todd plays it like really charming and like, you know, they're like, let's get a British guy. So like, you know, right. So Americans are swayed by him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then Rich is just like pure creep, a, you know, archetype that we completely understand as a creep, but like just, and like seeing them side by side, I'm like no difference. And like, I don't give Dawson a pass that, Oh, he's pursuing his art. So that pursuit of capital is somehow more, like understandable than Pacey. Right. It's like, no, these are all like creeps that are okay with like, you know, recreating and in holding up the patriarchy and systems of oppression Mm -hmm. for labor. You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. I have some notes about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, so Todd's like, you know, Oh, but maybe I'm going to like unlearn this lesson lesson with Natasha. Like Mm -hmm. he's going to start sleeping with her. And like, then they go back to filming and Dawson looks very upset. It's so wild. And also he has to watch Natasha make out with this guy again. So yeah. he's like, Dawson is having a bad day. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, I want Dawson to move on. I want him to grow and totally. whatever. And, like, 
fine. I love Natasha. She's so fucking wild yep. and like whatever. But like the thing is like we're having him move on and grow from Joey. And it's weird. It's a yeah. weird sell because like for all this time we've been sold that like Joey is the the pedestal, the yeah. you know, the you know, one he wants the his soulmate, all these things or whatever. So like I don't know, it's it's kind of a hard sell. I agree. It's a hard sell, but also like we had seen him, we have seen him say over and over again that he didn't want Natasha. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's to me is like the hard sell Mm -hmm. is like, but wait, you said that you didn't want her. Yeah. And now you're like, he means nothing to you. Right. And now you're like jealous. Like, yeah, no, I agree. And it's like, all you can see is that like, no, Dawson, you just are into this girl because you don't want anyone else to have right. her. And I, th- I would hope that that reckoning would involve you understanding what happened between you and Pacey and you and Joey. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think we're going to see that growth, but like, I would <laughs> love that journey for him yeah, totally. as an audience member. Totally. So after the credits, we go to the editing room where Dawson, Todd and the editor are like looking at dailies mm-hmm. and apparently they're throwing a Halloween party on one of the sound stages tonight. And I was like, never in a million I years. <laughs> I was like, wow. And everything about this is so funny because they're watching <laughs> dailies and Dawson is there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, like I will, like Paramount used to throw us a Christmas party. Yeah. 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 On the New York city back lot when no one was filming there. Yeah. And like we, they would do a soundstage as in like an ice rink and like, yeah, well it makes sense. Cause everything, all production shots sound the last two weeks of the year. Totally. So like you can totally <laughs> schedule around that, you know? Totally. Um, and there was one year where like, I think one of the, in, the new Indian, newer Indiana Jones movies, uh-huh. sorry that we don't talk about doesn't exist but uh-huh. it was filming yeah. on the lot. And like they did it somewhere else on the lot. Yeah. Like yeah, they yeah. didn't do it on New York street. Right. Right. So they like, um, so they, they're going to throw this party yeah. in this hot set. And we okay. find out that Dawson used to be the one playing the pranks, which like, again, I'm loving this continuity, this like remembering yeah. of like the show. He's like, I was, I was known for this. And Todd's like, oh my God, Todd, like Halloween's my favorite holiday. And you know, Todd's like, I don't give a shit that you used to play tricks on your friends. The only <laughs> thing I gave give a shit about is that your, my costume will be ready. I know. It's so funny. And that it will get me laid. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> And I know that like we've been over that Dawson's dead to me, but here's some reinforcement on the matter. Uh-huh. Cause he tells Todd, if you can't close the deal, I'll have some extras lined up for you. Cause Todd said made it's some remark so about gross. extras. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to think Dawson's a good guy? Question mark. I mean, you're also just rooting for him and Natasha to work out. Right. So then Todd is super gross as they watch the dailies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have, you know. He starts he's- creeping on Natasha. Totally. He's like, I'm going to have to ask you guys to leave so I can be alone with this, like, video. Uh. <laughs> and d- to the dudes who listen to us, I just want to say, when you hear women say we need you to fix this problem, here's where it is. Yeah. Tell the other dudes that this is gross. I know. Don't laugh at it. Don't let them say it. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking dark. It's so disgusting. Yeah. And instead of saying anything, Dawson kind of, like, gets all quiet. And then, like, Todd thinks he's getting territorial about Natasha. I know. And Todd's like, like, you don't get to do that. You dumped her. Yeah. And I mean, like, thank God someone's calling Dawson out. Totally. You know, it's like, you broke up with her 
Yeah. And now and he's you're like, like upset that someone else might be fucking her. Which yeah. Like, is a full mood. And like a journey that Dawson should have been going on of like, like you know, in season three. Exactly. Season like four. that's like yeah. the whole, like, and we thought he was on that in yeah. season four. Um, totally. you know, but, and like, I don't know. That's like the interesting thing about him and Joey's relationship is that you kind of hope that it came to the culmination of like, Oh, me thinking I controlled and had possession of another woman is like actually fucking dark and weird. Yeah. And didn't work out so well. Yeah. And like Todd's like, you can't handle the fact that you were like sleeping with this amazing woman and then you dumped her for, for your, your prom, prom date. date. Which like made me LOL. I know. And Dawson's like, she was my prom date. She was my junior prom date. And you're like, I mean, but you did coerce her into being your date. Yeah. But like, we're not going to even go there because we don't have to. Yeah. Some other fucked up stuff is already happening. Mm hmm. And right then, of course, the editor finds this, like, one frame in the dailies. What's this? Of Melanie Ray's screen test footage that he just got. He's like, we just got this back from the lab. Like, what? (laughs) And they're like, what the fuck? And Todd's like, did you do this, Dawson? The prankster? (laughs) And Dawson's like, no. Why is she in our dailies? Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. So then we go to, <laughs> to the dorm. To the dorm. Audrey is dressed like Nancy Spungen. It's so cute because we know she sees them. It's like another continuity yeah. point. She thinks Sid and Nancy are one of the most romantic couples ever. Again, I'd argue against that, but yes, she does. I wholeheartedly and- <laughs> argue against that, but since we know what it means to her, it's, like, really funny. Yeah, because she yells Sid. I know. Like, in the, like, perfect, like, Chloe Webb from Sid and I Nancy. Know. Like, Sid! I just only wish she said Sydney, because that's always, like, in my mind. Sydney! Sydney! <laughs> and Paisley's, like, walks out of the bathroom. Like, Audrey's looking like a snack. Oh Paisley walks out of the bathroom God. looking like a snack. <laughs> You don't even notice the goatee beard thing <laughs> because it's like all punk oh, leather jacket, our, like, California hair. punk rock vibe where you're like, holy shit. I was shit. like, damn, damn. Ooh. Yeah. Like I was like, Audrey looks great in that outfit. And then Pacey walked out and I was like, oh shit. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It's so funny. And Audrey's like, if you want to be authentic about Sid, like you might need some leather pants. And he's like, not gonna happen sir ma'am not gonna happen and they kind of like almost start to bicker a little bit and then audrey's like i don't want to fight i just want to have fun and she goes into the bathroom to like finish getting ready and we see pacey looks over and he sees like an essay with a giant f on it and the teacher is saying, what's going on yeah. with you? See me after See class. Me. So, like, the yeah. professor who seemingly would have only interacted with Audrey for, like, what, a month now? Is, like, what's going on with maybe, you? Maybe two if they're on semesters. Yeah. Is, like, what's going on? But our friends, mm-hmm. our, like, core group mm-hmm. of people, like, haven't really mm-hmm. asked Audrey the same thing. Uh-huh. Nor asked each other about Audrey. Uh-huh. It's it's a tough sell. It's a damning, it's damning. It's a damning, yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of like, I don't know, like we kind of are going to get what we wanted, the explanation yeah, of what's going on with Audrey. I don't really buy it. I don't really understand it. I still. have notes about it, yeah. Um, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. But it's so interesting to be here in this space where like the teacher is noticing, but we know that the our kids, our friends haven't noticed. Yes. 
I agree. Or like they haven't made a thing of it, even if they've been like, oh, you're a little. Yeah. And like one of my complaints in season five, you know, and also listeners had reached out to us about it, it's like that Joey and Audrey don't really hang out in the dorms. Yeah. And, you know, we're in season, episode six, but we haven't really seen them to hang out in the dorms together. At all. So like that friendship that at the end of season five we were sold on of like she's my best friend. She yeah. changed my life coming from Joey's mouth, which was amazing to hear. We haven't seen a continuation of their friendship. Yeah. And it's really disappointing. To be I agree. Honest. I agree. Um, and then we go to Jack, Emma, and Jen at Jack's place. Yeah. And Jack also looking like a snack. Oh, Everyone is looking like a snack in this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to convince Jen to call CJ and ask him out. Uh-huh. And then Jen comes out looking like the goth pixie dream girl I that know. I of my dreams. And I'm just like, everyone is so attractive in this episode. Yeah. With one <laughs> major uh, caveat. Um, okay, so Jen's like, I don't know. I feel like I should cross on CJ from afar. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And Jack's like a good friend because he's like, you're afraid he's too good for you yeah. and you're wrong. Yeah, I totally agree. I was like, <laughs> ah, I love these friend moments. I'm so here for it. <laughs> and know. because I'm so thirsty for it, I'm like, yeah. why isn't Joey talking to Audrey and like being more worried? I, you totally. Know? And so when we get this like, you know, Jack just gassing Jen up and like they're yeah. just like hanging out, getting ready for a party, which like feels so college. Authentic, yeah. And authentic. And even though they don't live together anymore, they're yeah. like hanging out, getting ready to go to a fucking party that Dawson obviously invited to them to. And so I have questions later that Dawson <laughs> so doesn't say questions. hi to them. But like, okay, you know? Yeah. And so like these are like this is what we want because these are the characters we care about. Absolutely. And like this is I mean, so the next night you and I went to a party with yeah. two of our friends yeah. and like this was totally how it went down yeah like, you know like we all got ready together and like yeah and we're like oh is so and so gonna be there that yeah. we want to see or like is this person that we don't want to see yeah yeah there? and like blah 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 like that's i don't know yeah and at this point jack throws the phone to jen and like makes her dial it she's like he's like call him and she's like i don't have his number and he like says like advice that is only good for a 19 year old to say someone else call them at their work yeah like, this is not advice no. at all. No. But this is what you do say to your friends when you're and, 19. And it also is okay when you're in college at that age. And also, it's 2002, so, like, not everyone has a cell phone. Yeah, you can't and there's no them. texting. There's no other, you can't, like, you can't, Instagram like, in, stalk There's no, like, no. social media. There's no other options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, <laughs> like, I was like, this is terrible advice, but in the vacuum of this world and this time, yeah. I love it. Okay. I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. And Jack's, like, flashing his vampire teeth yes. at her to, like, He's like, I gotta do it, you know? (laughs) And, like, so she calls CJ and she gets him. He's at the hotline. And she's like, hey, um, it's Jen. So cute because she's all giddy <laughs> yeah. in like such an authentic way when you're like calling your crush, you yeah. know? Like, hey, um, oh my God. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> oh, you picked up. Yeah. Oh my God. And she, he's like, um, so she's like, oh, do you, do you, do like, do you have some plans tonight? And he's like, well, I'm going to go back to my room and watch Halloween H2O. Oh, I love it. It's so funny. Did you get that? Because she stars in it. Because Michelle so Williams funny. is in it. Oh my God. It's also so a very good movie. We I talked know. about we it on our on Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. yeah, with we talked about it with Gabby and Zoe from Dawson's Creeps. Yeah. If you guys are fans of them. Um, and we all like really were like, this yeah. was a good movie. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jen invites him then to the Halloween party. Yeah, it's so cute. And she's like, you know, he's like, Oh, just me and you. And she's like, No, 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 like some of my friends are coming. And he's like, Okay, like Yeah. Yeah, totally, I'll come. Yeah. 
It's really sweet. It's, it's sweet. so weird because like, I don't know what we're supposed to think of CJ. I agree. I feel like during this episode, like it doesn't, I'm not any more clear. I know because <laughs> in this scene, you're like, oh my God, cool. Yeah. Like we're supposed to be excited about it. And later on, I, I don't know. know. I yeah. don't know. I'm with you. Yeah. So then we go over to Hell's Kitchen where Eddie, like Joey's like, look, I made a deal with Hudson. So you to can like, come back to his class. So you can come back to his class. And which Eddie's is awesome. like, uh, he doesn't seem super thrilled. Yeah. Like very nice of her to do. And Joey's like, you know, it just it, like kind of seemed like you were like really making an effort to go to attend this class. So like, I thought you'd might want to come back. Yeah. And then she <laughs> apologizes. She's I like, know. I'm so sorry. Like I assumed that. Um, you wanted to come back, but yeah. like, if you don't, that's cool. Like, no, I totally agree. I, I feel like we see these re- really interesting growth moments with Joey and Eddie, but then I'm also like, how am I supposed to feel about Eddie? Totally. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Cause Joey's like, well, you know, if you don't want to, that's fine. And then like turns around to leave and smacks right into a tween. Yeah. <laughs> Who's and in a- blue crush? <laughs> of course. Uh, this girl is Micah Borem, uh-huh. who was Kate Bothers' little sister in Blue Crush. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's like a classic movie totally. from the era. I literally texted Aaron when I read I that know. and said, we can do Blue Crush for our Patreon I know, movie and I was club. like, fuck yeah. And every time I see her, that's all I think. I was like, this girl isn't... Even when this show aired, we yeah. were like, oh, she's from Blue Crush. Oh, yeah, because we... We used to watch that like all the time. All the time. <laughs> also, the time. Um, she's in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Yes, yes. I think <laughs> yeah. we rented that and we're like, nope. It was bad. No. Not good. Yeah. yeah. Just re- rewatch Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this girl immediately gives Joey lip. Um, she's like, and Joey's like, um, excuse me, how old are you yeah. that you're in this college bar? And it's like, it's not that I dislike Harley. I I like her yeah. and I like this. It's interesting. Yeah. And like, I maybe I'm just still so traumatized from Downtown Crossing where you need to get another little girl with yeah. daddy issues that's so similar to Joey. Yeah. Where we're like heavy handed or whatever. Yeah. But I think the problem for me is that Joey is so over here and isolated with like yeah. Eddie, with Hedson, and now with Harley that we don't get her and Audrey. Her and Jack and Jen, yeah. you know, like she doesn't go to this party, you know, yeah. and so like I don't know, it, it's kind of like oh god, like another, yeah, everyone like, seems on their own island. It's like yeah. Jack, Jen, Pacey, and Audrey have like some friendship moments, yeah, happening, but like other than that, nobody else is talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, they're not all connected. Yeah, and, like you know, like I get it for college, but at the same time, you want like a like she lives with Audrey right. and we haven't seen her and Audrey interact. in the same room. Exactly. Since like episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this girl is looking for Joey. We find out. And yeah. Hetson walks up right when she's like, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking for someone named Joey. And, and <laughs> Hetson's like, Oh, here you are. You've yeah. met. And yes, this is Hetson's daughter. And right. the deal Joey made was that she's going to babysit this girl yeah. for the night. If Eddie can come back to class. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. It's like, it's a weird sell for me that Joey is doing this, but like, okay. But the thing that is the most weird about it is that like, she had this opportunity to work with Hudson yeah. to advance her career. And she's like, no, why would I want to work with <laughs> yeah. that asshole? But now she's working for Hudson mm. for a dude. That's a great note. That's a great note. Um, my note is that Hetson seems like a real dick. Dude, Hetson's as a, a fucking piece of shit, and I just like don't know why she cares about his class. Like, we need one line of like, oh, he won He's, the Pulitzer. Yep. 
like I he's just, the top in his field at this, so I yeah. have to be in this class. Like I don't know why we give a fuck about him or Professor yeah. Wilder. Like, and even like later on to spoil the, this this episode, Eddie's like, I'm gonna give a fuck about that guy, and I don't need to learn from him. Yep. Which is like my energy and my vibe. Where yep. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, yep. he teaches at Worthington, so that's supposed to somehow make him a, give him carte blanche to be a piece of shit. Like, no, thank you. Right. And at this moment, it's like he's like going to leave, and his daughter's like, come on, like she's begging with him, like this is our tradition. Every year we go to a movie, and you're instead going out with some skank. And he's like, whatever. He says two things. He says, A, she's not the bad kind of skank. Okay. And B, we'll go to the movies tomorrow night. And I was like, first of all, don't teach your daughter this fucking shit. I know, seriously. About skanks. I know. And good or bad. Yeah. Listen, I'm all pro skanks skank. Are good. All skanks yeah. are good. We're pro skank on yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, totally. Secondly, if your almost teenage daughter wants to hang out with you, you fucking drop everything and hang out with her. It's so fucking bizarre. She's not going to want to do that in like. And we're supposed to think. Like, Harley doesn't live with him. So right. it's like, this is his time. Like, you know, I don't understand the bar for fatherhood. Like, literally. I mean, it's in the fucking garbage you know, in like this episode. Yeah. You have to donate semen and then you're a father. Don't get it. Okay, yeah. whatever. But, like, I don't know. Like, why? What are we supposed to think about Hedson? And why are we supposed to care what Joey thinks of him when everything we've seen represented is absolute trash? Yeah, garbage. And, like, I know they kind of tip their toe in on the show of, like, you know joey has daddy issues yeah so we're gonna throw that in at times but we're definitely not gonna explore it and have you meditate or understand how she feels about it no and they're doing this again you know why would we care what joey thinks or feels about anything erin she's a woman i know it's like remember when we had to sit through downtown crossing i do and like now we're gonna get like a very similar-esque pseudo storyline of like this daddy issue thing when like and Joey, like, declaring herself the queen of daddy issues? When you're like, huh, I don't see that from you, yeah. to be honest. Like, honestly, Jen explores her daddy issues, and we understand them more than yeah. you do. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it actually sounds like these two usually have this great tradition of, like, going to see a scary movie at the Crest Theater in Boston, which I looked up. I think it's an AMC now, but it might have been, a okay. like, one of those, you know, Repertory. Cool, yeah and like i was like dude like that sounds like a great tradition go with your fucking kid yeah and it's like why are they making hudson this fucked up like i just like we've every time we see him on screen he's trash yeah so the last thing we learn is that his daughter's name's harley yeah um and Which i remember us laughing our i know we were like what, what the fuck mood. and like you know hudson leaves and leaves this girl with joey leaves harley with joey yeah so. seriously um, so then we go to the studio, which is all made up Halloween-y So elaborate. Style. Dawson's men in black. Okay. Wait, I had a conversation with Jessica on Twitter about this. Oh, okay. Cause she said, I think he's men in black. And yeah. I was like, or is he Hugo weaving from the matrix? Oh. Either way, he's failing at this costume and is not a snack. No. Not snack like at all. No. He's raisins. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage can of snacks. Oh my god! <laughs> the snack you never want. Speak <laughs> for yourself. You don't want to eat just. I wouldn't raisins. choose that, but I would choose that over almonds. Okay, fair. Yeah, I would choose some good potato chips. Yeah, I mean it's definitely like not even the top ten. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pacey's like 
taco flavored Doritos. <laughs> was the pinnacle of snacking. <laughs> Elote nachos. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about that. Anyway, so, so you know, we get this, like, eerie music. He's, like, starting to get scared. And, like, it's just a scene with no talking or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, it's so funny because, like... <laughs> We every season yeah. have this episode, and there's I love them spinning on it where it's like Dawson's the one that's scared, right? That's like this eerie music, and his name's like being whispered, and yeah. he like <laughs> sees this figure that then like he loses track of, it's and so like so stupid, and you I'm know, so here for it. So then we go to this party, okay? So I at first was like, oh, the college kids have gone to a different party, mm-hmm. and we have this metal band called the Murder Dolls, oh. that's their name. Okay. Um, and they're playing. And I was like, what a great way to spend Halloween. Okay, cool. They're at a party too. What we're going to learn later is that this is the same party. Yeah. And Dawson they definitely have doesn't say hi to them. Dawson does not say hi to one of his friends. Yeah. Okay. And all of Joey's friends are hanging out at one party and she's not. She's not going to that one. Anyway, so we hone in on Todd. But it, it's kind of like a Marilyn Manson vibe, just to like paint it's, a picture. Yeah, like a goth metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Um, less less sexual assault. We um, don't know. I'm not. I'm not defending. We're, this, it's this not band. shown to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we hone in on Dawson like grabbing Todd away from these two girls dressed as the twins from The Shining. Yeah, and, and Todd's like so annoyed because he was trying to get laid. It's like again, like Dawson gets a pass for this behavior, but like. I cannot tell you how many messages we, we've gotten about like, oh, but Pacey and Rich, that storyline, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not defending that Pacey storyline. Yeah. I just like want to highlight. That Dawson's doing the exact same yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. And Dawson's like, I, dude, I saw that ghost. Like I saw the ghost of the woman who died here. Forgot her name already. Melanie something. <laughs> and Todd's like, dude, have fun. Relax. Like get laid. And then Natasha walks in as like Britney Spears from the Hit Me Baby One More Time video. Like she's like sucking on a sucker. (laughs) And like, yeah. And Dawson like can't take his eyes off of her. I mean, honestly, same. Like she looks great. Yeah, she looks fine. She She also looks looks like a snack. Yeah. And it's like good for her. Yeah. And And it's like, like, I just think like I'm I know I keep bringing it up, but like Dawson literally said she means nothing to me. I know. I know, girl. I don't know, like, I, it's like... She's, I get it, she's hot, like... Yeah. You're a 19-year-old, 20-year-old guy, and she's hot. Yeah. And, like, I get that, like, that might cloud things for you. Yeah, and, like, you know, and, like, he has jealousy issues, and they, like, completely control his life, and we're seeing that, like, being recreated right now, where, like, you know, his desire for someone is always awoken through jealousy, and so we're seeing that, Mm -hmm. but, like as a viewer it's hard it's hard to wrap your head around yeah yeah hard yeah. to get behind mm-hmm. and like todd asks natasha to dance and they like go off and he gets like real serious dawson face about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so so we go then back to hell's kitchen harley is giving eddie a hard time she's like totally creeping on him yeah and then he's like she's like do you have a girlfriend and he's like, <laughs> he's like how old are you yeah. thank god someone's saying it. thank god i mean like eddie i waffle back and forth of like I how i feel about him but like you know when someone says how old are you it's like when a like we're tween, connected when a we're tween connected. tells how old are you and or like when a tween is hitting on you and you're like excuse me <laughs> no how old are you yeah like yeah. good and um 
she then says age is just a number, which like really triggered me into Leah. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, woof. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Joey's like, all right, it's time to go. We, yeah. we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> and then Joey's like, you know, I don't know where we're going to go. Cause like, I thought I was going to take you trick or treating when I thought you were five. Yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah. We forgot about that yeah. part when Hudson shows up, Joey's like, I thought she was five. <laughs> and you're like, ask questions before you agree to anything. Well, like, I guess like there was a picture of her at five yeah. on his desk and he kind of like allowed her to believe that she was that I know, age but or something. Like, if someone was like babysit my kid, I'd be like, how old are they? Yeah, like, like, what do they what's do? Their vibe? What kind of yeah. snacks do I need to get them? Like yeah. you would ask follow up questions. 100%. 100%. Okay, yeah. So Harley's like, no, I don't, I don't I like, or Joey's like, oh, we, maybe we could go to the movies. Yeah. Like it'll be fine. Harley's like, no, no, no. I want to stay here. <laughs> like, and then Joey's like, I don't think your dad would be okay with you hanging out at a college bar. So it's confirmed that this is a college bar. We've yeah. already known that, but it's finally confirmed. Yeah. But Hudson is a regular there. Uh huh. Just like another, like, who is Hudson? Why is he happening? Why do we give a fuck about this guy? Great questions, all. Mm-hmm. Great questions, mm-hmm. all. Um, Harley's a real brat about it. And um, she's like, you know, trying to be like, well, my dad won't care because he doesn't care about me or whatever. And like, Joey's like, no, girl, you think you have a deadbeat dad? I have a deadbeat dad. And I was like, people. Not a competition. I know. It's so, like, it's such a weird thing. And we're getting this weird Joey. And, like, I not be, I can't get on board yeah, with it, you. you know? I'm with you. Because she's simultaneously defending this male behavior yeah. while being like, I get you, girl. It is bad when men behave like this. Yeah. But your dad's behaving like this and is great somehow. Yeah. Or you should forgive them <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's such a weird gaslighting thing that she's doing. Harley's there being like heartbroken. Like, my dad's a piece of shit. He totally ditched me. Yeah. And Joey's like, no. She's like, yeah, but no. And like, my dad's worse than yours. Yeah. And you're like, like not a, this is nobody wins we're this, not competition. In this competition. Yeah. Like, you know, it's so fucking bizarre and like hard to watch, to be honest. Totally. Every time I saw Joey on screen, I was like, let's get out of here. Yeah. I, I hear that. Mm-hmm. Eddie finally swoops in to save the day. Yeah. And is like, listen, kids, I read about a haunted house in the paper today. Yeah. And like, Harley's like, if you go, I'll go. <laughs> Okay. And then Joey's like trying to stand up for Eddie and being like, no, no, you don't have to go. It's totally fine. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of bizarre, right? It's like, the what whole vibe is real about bizarre. This energy? The whole vibe is real bizarre. Cause like finally he's like, no, 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 I'm off soon. Like I'll come. It's fine. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, fine. Like you can come. Yeah. It's like, I can't tell if she's like, no, I did this and I don't like, you don't need to suffer uh-huh. with me on this. Yeah. Even though like, Theoretically, I did it for you. Like, she's not, she doesn't have that vibe about her at all. No, but she's like trying to get him off the hook, even though he's volunteering to go. And so it's like, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, I just mean, like, if if I was like in her situation and then this guy comes up to me and was like, oh, I heard about this haunted thing. And I was like, oh, you don't have to go. And he's like, I'm fine. I'd be like, okay. Right. But she's like kind of doubling down of like, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to come. And you're like, whoa, like, yeah, don't do it for me. Yeah. It's like, what? Okay. Totally. I don't know. Well, so then we go to the party where Jack and Jen are. I was like, this is the party Jack and Jen are at before realizing that it's the same party. Yeah. And Jack's like, um, Jen, so did you tell CJ that this is a costume party? <laughs> and it's like, you know, I I love that Jack is asking this. I understand. But it's it's Halloween night. Right. Like, if you got invited to a party on Halloween night, we would know it was a costume party. Right. You one would assume that 
people will be in costume. Like I would ask someone like, should I wear a costume or I'm coming straight for work because I'm not going to wear a costume. Heads up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Jen's like, of course I told him that. And Jack's like, really? Because like he's here with no She's costume like, on. Well, I think I told him that. Yeah. And <laughs> and like so CJ walks up with a, another guy. Yeah. And we find out it's David. Yeah, and Jen's like, great. I knew it. I knew he was gay. Yeah. Jack and David do give each other the gay up and down look. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so interesting because David is so unmemorable to me. And I yeah. was like, what's this guy's name? Yeah. And like, you know, it's just interesting. It's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And as they walk away, Jen says she's flypaper for the homosexual community, which made me giggle. Yeah. I was like, that's a great line. And she's like, look, like I invited this boy to a party and he brought his boyfriend and Jack's like, I mean, is that what happened? Like, are they a couple? Yeah, like, are you sure that's what's going on? Yeah. And then Jen just says this amazing thing. She's like, well, when I make my feelings known, I want them to be acknowledged and reciprocated. Yeah. And you're like, this is why Jen is our true queen. This is why Jen is the queen of Dawson's Creek. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack's like, okay, like, I'm going to go get CJ. I'm going to talk to him. And have a talk. You talk to David. Yeah. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. Jack, just like the best wingman. I know. And I love his friend hang. Totally. Like, I just, I think that's why I'm like, so like, I love the actress who plays Harley because it's so blue crush and it's yeah. like, a, and it's like watching a little Joey, yeah. you know, like, so just like a total <laughs> asshole. And she kind of deserves to have someone just yes. be an asshole in the same way she was. But the thing is like, because we know our characters yeah. so well, you just want them all to be hanging out together. Yeah. And like the random. And knowing each other. And the random ones, it's hard to care. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. So this friend hang of Jen and Jack, you're like, love it. Well, when you think about like how they introduced like Andy and Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Like this first season of Dawson's Creek is so like, so successful. And then they're like, we got to like, mm-hmm. there can't just be four people. Mm-hmm. Like we got to open this up a little bit. Yeah. And they introduce Andy and Jack and then it's like so successful. Yeah. To introduce both of those characters, like, which is, like, not always the case on a teen show. Totally. Or any show. Yeah. And, like, then they, like, completely seem to have lost the plot on how to introduce any other characters. I mean, Gretchen, I guess, is pretty good, but, like... But she doesn't interact with anyone else. Like, she doesn't be fully... Like, does she ever hang out with Jen? No, never. You know? Yeah. And that's fine, but it's, like, weird, you know? And they've done a good job of introducing Audrey Audrey in the sense where, like... You love her friendship with Dawson. You love her friendship with Jen. Like, you know, her and Pacey are in a relationship and her and Joey are like, we're told are like best friends. Yeah. And, and that first life. time she meets Jack when she's yeah, like, they, oh, you're gay friend. Like, uh, can we do anything about yeah, that? Like, can we you, change that? Yeah. They, you don't see them enough on screen, but yeah. you understand that they have this really dynamic friendship where yeah. Audrey took Jack to his favorite gay bar, you know, and introduced him for the first time. So she is like a fully functioning member of this core group. Right. And so you're fine with it. But like when they kind of step away from that, it's hard to care. And it's not that I don't think that the characters can have storylines outside of the core group. Sure, sure, sure. It's just that like when they give it to them, like, nope. Solo. Joey's on her own and she's living in this totally different world. And like, she doesn't even give a fuck that Audrey is like on a downward spiral. Not only that, but then like no one meets, no one's even met Eddie yet, really. Like not even like Joey, them being at a table and Joey being like, 
Well, know, Jen we was like, who is that hot guy? Yeah. But then we never like circle back to it, you know? Right. She, Joey's not like, Jen's not like sitting there one day eating some fries, like a basket of fries. And Joey's like, dude, we kissed. Like, I, I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, help, totally. me, help me, help me, help yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the haunted house um, and Joey freaks out when like something yeah, jumps out at her and, and not like, even jumps. It's like, she's like, we're like, love is continuity. This is straight out of the scare from season one. Totally. I'm here for it. And then they're going to talk about daddy issues. And again, I'm just like, I don't think it's fair that the show just like will pop in on this part about Joey without exploring it and without like really talking about it. But they use it all the time. I agree. Harley uses the R word, which I did not love. It was a big like record scratch. Wow. And Joey calls her a twerp, which I did love. Uh And then, yeah, like, like. She walks away, like Harley walks away from Joey and Eddie's like, you know, go easy on her. Yeah. And then like, she's like, you know, Eddie's like, it's clear he's got like this shit going on with her dad. And Joey just like, then does this, like, don't we all? And so I was like, okay, so are we going to get an acknowledgement of anything that happened at the end of season five? Yeah, because we found that her dad got released out of his incarceration yeah. but didn't tell Joey and the series the season finale ends with her like or like the no the season se- the penultimate, penultimate episode ends with her like maybe talk it's like left up in the air of did Who she knows? talk to we him don't did know. she see him we don't know what did they say how did it go down how does she feel about it we don't know anything when we got the voiceover of how her summer happened some dude fell in love with her and it was really fucking can you believe it Oh, gosh yeah. darn. We didn't hear anything about, like... Her dad. Her dad. And so now that when we circle back to this, like, honestly, I don't care. I just think that, like, J- Jen has explored her issues with her dad, and we, like, have had that storyline with Jen more. And we had, like, a resolution to it. Yeah, and also Jack and his dad, you know? So, like, yeah. to put Joey in the situation of, like, but my dad is the worst dad of them all. It's like, well, this Pacey's is... got a pretty terrible dad as well. Yeah, like, it's like, this is no competition. Dawson's dad died. And like, all of yeah. your friends have actually explored their feelings about their dad, and we don't really know how you feel, but, like, we're supposed to think he's a terrible person because he's been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not okay with that rhetoric. I Like, those things or are... Or because he got incarcerated again? Yeah, like, I just, like... He can be a bad guy and like, but like, we're supposed to think the reason why he's bad is because yeah. he was incarcerated and that fucking rhetoric is dark to me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And like, she like changes the subject immediately and is yeah. like, you know, I'm sorry for butting into your life, Eddie. Like I, I saw an opportunity to help and I went for it and I'm like, you know, but you didn't want it and that's okay. And like, she's like, you know, it's just that you're really, really smart you're so much smarter than everyone in the class. And that makes me sad to see all this potential go to waste. And like, this is a gross moment for her because he looks at her and he's like, I don't need to go to college Uh and I don't need you telling me what to do. And I especially don't need to learn from a creep like Hudson. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and I don't need to be your like pity or like Mm -hmm. some rich kids charity case. And like Joey then says like, do you think I'm a rich kid? Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, please explore this dynamic. Yeah. I am begging you. Well, that's so fascinating. And like, this is what we wish we could have seen in, you know, Joey's college journey. Yeah. Like she is, you know, she was the poor kid growing up and she's still a poor kid. Don't get me wrong, but she is living in a rich person's world and she is 
in a way pretending to be a rich person yeah you know especially in first season when she doesn't have a job and like we don't really like see any kind of financial struggles from her really yeah. like not to say that she didn't but we don't explore that on the show and like so she's like pissed that her like journey worked that she fits in with rich people yeah. which is what she like that is her goal of going to a rich person's school sure and then when it happens and is successful she's mad about that right well and it's like, like it's it, like she loses that piece of her identity yeah and and like i can understand yeah. that anger and i can understand that but like because we're not gonna ex- we didn't explore her identity in college at, at all, all and we still aren't yeah like this anger like I don't really care about. Yeah. No, when, totally. When Eddie feels that way about her, he's kind of right to feel that way. Totally. And it it would feel the same way of like, oh, this rich girl is trying to tell me I need to go to college, even though she's dumb for wanting to learn from this fucking piece of shit who's a bad dad and a bad person, you know? And like seemingly not a good teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And like I can read books and like I was the smartest person in that class. So like I don't know what I would get out of that experience. Totally. And I think like, and I think Joey does need to learn that lesson. Yeah. And I also think that like, I would love to explore the dynamic of like her being like, oh shit, people think I'm a rich kid now. What does that mean? Yeah. And what does it mean to lose that piece of your identity when like Mm -hmm. that kind of has been such a defining trait of yours? Exactly. I mean, we've been begging for it, whatever you guys know. know, but like, and then on top of that, the whole like, you know, you're not meeting your potential in this way yeah. in which I think you should meet your potential. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like the subtext is what she's saying. I which know. I was is, like, please revisit our season four. Yeah. Which is the whole like lesson she needs to learn about the demise of her relationship with Pacey. You yeah. Know? And so like, there is an interesting element of what she's like understanding from Eddie, but because we never got the exact, we never got any conversations about what happened or yeah. about her understanding or about you know, just her and Pacey kind of like getting to this detente or understanding what went wrong with their relationship. This kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. And also like there isn't this moment of her kind of like, it doesn't feel like a growth moment. Yeah. It doesn't feel like she's like, look, I've done this before and I tend to do this where, you know, I want people to see their potential in the way in which like I think their potential should be seen. And when they don't, it goes bad. Yeah. She's like, instead, she says, it's funny how little they know each other. And like, Eddie's like, you know, this could have been avoided. Like, I wasn't going to come back to Hudson's mm-hmm. class, but like, you kind of got under my skin and I found myself having these conversations with you in my head and like kept coming back for more. Yeah. yeah. And I was like a little bit, and he, he says, which ultimately proved to be my undoing. And I was like, this doesn't mean a ton. I know. I felt like, okay, finally, like, I guess because like he did, he was just going to go once. And then like, yeah. when they were arguing, he like liked it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I, it's like a little bit like, okay, I guess I can get there in the sense that he's like, I was the thing I like about you isn't your beauty. It's your intelligence, yeah. you know? And like, I want that journey for Joey, yeah. you know? And I, and I think it's not to say that I don't think that Dawson or Pacey thought that like, that was one of her defining traits and the things that they right. liked about her the most. It's that she never felt, she doesn't always feel that way. She felt, she feels like her intelligence is, is something she should hide and that she right. should, you know, and that, that's why she liked AJ, even though AJ was a total fucking piece of shit, you know? <laughs> but that was why she was attracted to yeah, him, yeah. you know? And so, like, 
but AJ was trash. And, like, they introduce Eddie as trash, but then they turn him in a way where you're like, okay, okay. I yeah. guess we can get there. And so I do like the story being that Eddie is attracted to her intelligence versus, like, a yeah. Charlie who's like, you're so hot. And, like, yeah, da, 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 yeah. and it's like, no one gives a fuck about you, Charlie. Yeah. You know? Oof, yeah. Um, so, of course, right at this point, something jumps out at Joey and she screams and dives into Eddie's arms. Uh-huh. And he's like, calls her a scaredy cat. And she's like, yeah, that's what they all say or whatever. And like, he kind of keeps his arms around her. She's like, you could let me go. And he's like, nah, I'm okay. Uh That's a move. I know. Yeah. But then they kiss. And to be honest, it like came out of nowhere. Yeah. He kisses her. Yeah. And then like, she stops him because like, oh shit, where's Harley? Yeah. 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 She realized she's Yeah. It didn't have a ton of chemistry. Although I do think the two of them have pretty good chemistry no i agree and it was weird because like in a traditional scene like this we would have gotten like a different score or like different music yeah. to like kind of like make us be like oh shit oh, or like maybe like kiss. a pause and a look in each other's eyes yeah or something to like sell us more on this kiss like all of a sudden they were kissing and i was like whoa oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. okay this is kind of wild and so then we go back we see this band again which mm-hmm. is this is the moment i realized that we were at the same, same party, party. Yeah. yeah and we see pacey and audrey walk through the crowd mm-hmm. and pacey's like i feel so old like and i was like girl <laughs> so i really weird. relate to this but why why does he feel old i think because he's like i don't want to be doing this like uh-huh and because audrey- he's like he's 19 no i know yeah. It's I like mean, a, I relate to that. My 38-year-old self relates to no, that. No, totally. I mean, like, I, I would feel at, that way at a college party yeah. now with a band that was, like, screamo Marilyn Manson-esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like, get yeah. me the fuck out of here. But, like, I don't understand. At 19, I would have been, like, It's weird because they're, they're just, they've tried to tell us that, like, Pacey's changed mm. and that, like, he only cares about work. But, like, I don't know if we've really gotten that much enough. Because I agree. He's, I like, agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, kind of weird. Because, like, Audrey, like, come dance with me. And he's like, this is not dancing. He's like, like I don't dance. He doesn't say that. He I just know. says this isn't dancing. But, but I, like I thought weird, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, when did you become such a stick in the mud? And he's like, around the time you started failing tests. And I was like, oh, okay. We're getting into it. Yeah. And she's like, what does that mean? And he's like, asks, he's like, I saw your paper with the F or your test with the F. And he's like, like, I know how it goes with abs. Once you start getting one, you don't stop. And yeah. like, he, and he says, like, I just want you to know I'm worried about you. Yeah. And then she's like, well, and then my note was like, are you like, well, worried about <laughs> what? About her getting an F or about the reason why she's getting it? I don't know. It's like super wild because like, you know, we know Pacey has had this journey of getting bad grades in school, yeah. but we know that the reason why he got bad grades is because teachers were just outright there to get him, you know, totally. like not necessarily because of his aptitude or his um, participation yeah. or the way in which he did assignments. They like flat out were like, I'm failing you just to fail you. And like, you know, he can understand the process of getting an F and being in that situation. But like, can't you imagine it's different for Audrey? Well, yeah. And my thing is like, okay, the reason why I think like, are, are you really worried about her is because like, you have brought this up in the middle of this loud ass party. You left to go to a party and then to discuss like a very real thing. Right. Like you're, 
okay, you're one step better than fully ignoring this, which yeah. you've been doing. She's been acting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I know. Seriously. So, not going to class and all this stuff. And you you keep mentioning that, but you haven't yeah. asked. But, like, my thing is, like, this, this is the solution. And then Audrey throws PC's job at him. It's so wild. She starts popping off at him, like, well, you're changing. You're being a stockbroker. And, like... She calls him Glenn Gary, Glenn Root, loser. You, yeah, <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. And like, you know, I can, we've understood that this is maybe where she's coming from or whatever. But the thing is, we saw her kind of change when she arrived back from Boston or from LA LA to Boston. So it's like a weird, like, they wanted to make this spiral for Audrey, but they didn't really know what they wanted it to be. I agree. Because, like, Pacey's like, all right, so you're mad I have to work for a living. Yeah. And she's like, no, but, like, I don't want you to lose yourself in it. And, like, I am just have yet to see him losing himself. I agree with like, you. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Like, he missed her show. Mm-hmm. But, like, my thing is what I see Paisy doing is working really hard. It I doesn't know. feel like his personality has changed. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see how, like, him working means he has less time to spend with her. Yeah. But I just am, like, it's hard for me to be on Audrey's side being mad about that. I agree. You know? And even as a 19-year-old, I would not be on her side about I agree. that. You know? So it's kind of like, okay. I agree. Because, like, I agree. We haven't seen him totally become – like – just to compare him to Dawson, Dawson is supposed to be a good guy, quote uh-huh, unquote, uh-huh. and he is totally fine with Todd being a perverted creep towards this girl that Dawson supposedly, supposedly really likes. Really likes, yeah. you know. To me, that is a full change in Dawson's, you know, character and personality. To see Pacey kind of like, you know, doing things he doesn't feel comfortable with, but we see the confliction in him. Yeah, that feels like more of an authentic like. I'm entering adulthood. I don't know who I am. Like, how do like I he goes to the strip experience? club. Exactly. Yeah. But he was conflicted about the whole problem. He didn't want to be there. And let me call my girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And even when he was there, he's trying to call her and like, you know, whatever. I, it's still a journey and it's still a process. Sure, sure. But like the whole changing in personality, I just don't see it, especially when we see the side by side comparison of Dawson. Totally. You know? Totally. And Pacey's like, I'm not trying to fight with you. I just want to know what's going on. Like, yeah. And, and she's she like, finally lets it go, but I don't feel like it's a good enough explanation, to be honest. No, I agree with you completely. Because she's like, I've been depressed. Like, I haven't been going to class and I've been depressed because, like, I thought everything was going great with us. But, like, you care about your job more than you care about me. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is my thing. I, I I wish we had gotten some better idea of what Audrey and Pacey's summer looked like. I agree. Because I feel like all this is in backlash to, like, whatever they had going on during the summer that we haven't really seen. Yeah. Like, we got joey with like two lines about it i know but like it seems like they were happy and they got to like basically just just spend time together and they didn't have to work and now they're like back in the real world where they have obligations and she hates that and like i get i do get that Mm -hmm. right like but we haven't seen any of it yeah no, it I feels totally really agree. out of nowhere. And like, you know, I, I just maintain that we just needed that scene with Audrey and Joey to understand like yeah. how the summer went, how Audrey feels about Pacey, yeah. what she wants, like, you know, in the short term yeah. from her relationship with him. And like, just kind of like a, you know, girl a talk check-in. about what's going on. <laughs> Even because, if Audrey had done it with Jen. Yeah, I agree. You know, totally. Um, so we're kind of like, what is going on? Totally. And like, because we saw Audrey already not wanting to go to school and it, 
at the beginning before Pacey had even gotten this stockbroker job and was already kind of spiraling then. It feels like a little bit like... Retconny. Yeah. 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 And like, and it's hard to buy as a result, you know, obviously, but you're kind of like, I, I'm not on board with this. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Agreed. And like Pacey takes a second, like... To respond, but then Emma interrupts them. Yeah. And like Audrey just walks away and Pacey follows her. Like, totally. (laughs) And so then we go to Dawson, who's like telling some girl that he's the director's assistant. And she's like, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) And then he like, so weird. Sees this ghost in the scaffolding. So we get this scene instead of him saying hi to Jen or Jack or Audrey or Pacey, Mm -hmm. you know. Or even nodding at them. Like, I get it. Maybe their schedules were off. You could not. He like, could, like, nod. Wave, hey, like, hey, hey, I see you. Yeah. What's up? It's so I gotta, fucking I gotta, uh, bizarre. Yeah. yeah, totally. So he, like, sees this ghost up in the scaffolding, and he runs to follow her. And, like, it's kind of ends up on this wild goose chase in the scaffolding. Yeah. And from there, he kind of sees <laughs> Natasha and Todd, like, seemingly go off to, like, Dawson's bedroom. The set. The yeah. set. To, like... And then the, from his angle, it looks like they're making out. Right. And then we like cut to him like running into the room. And, and then it's he like sees full that, of people. And he sees that they're just talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? What is this? I love it so much. It's, it's funny. So and then stupid. like he gets called back to the edit bay. Yeah. Like and the editor found this new clip in the dailies. Uh, like uh, the clip of the woman being strangled. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> so the editor <laughs> sees this, but he calls the director's assistant, assistant. to show him. Right. Cool. Love so it. don't care, but I, I'm, there I'm here we are. for it. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and then we go back to the party. Yeah, and Natasha finds Dawson, and he's like, "You look so amazing." Yeah, and I I just like this for Dawson. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I liked that in in the first episode of this season where he's like, "I just want to tell you how beautiful you yeah, are." Yeah. I don't say that enough, you know. And yeah, like, you know, like. I, I like that about him, that he's, like, doing this intentional growth, you know, and he's, like, just flat out telling this girl, like, you look amazing, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. And he asked Natasha, like, why this actress from the 50s started having an affair with her director. Mm-hmm. And not Natasha's like, you know, who knows, like, maybe she fell out of love with her husband or she wanted someone to pay attention to her. And Dawson's like, yeah, well, like, she was married. <laughs> and, Dawson, and Natasha's like, I mean, yeah, not all relationships are perfect. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe the husband had a shot and he blew it. Yeah. So then we're like, ooh, this conversation's getting meta. <laughs> and then Dawson says, maybe she didn't give him enough of a chance. And I was like, bitch, what did you just say? Dude. <laughs> like, don't, like, we know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Dawson. Dawson. Because also the, sh- the show was so hyped up. Okay, yeah. We're going to finally fuck Joey. Yeah. And so trying to sell us that there was like... There was some kind of like rift in your relationship with Natasha, and that's the reason why you fuck Joey. It's like, no, no, sir, no. And Natasha then goes, "If you're asking if I'm sleeping with Todd, none of your business," <laughs> which I kind <laughs> of love. Fucking right, yeah. And Dawson's like, "No, no, no, that's not what I'm asking." And she's like, "You don't have a right to be jealous." Yeah. <laughs> and then Dawson's like, "Me jealous." <laughs> <laughs> You jealous, yeah, yes. definitely, 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 ammo, definitely, sir. black guys over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so we go to Eddie, who catches up with Joey, who's like now melting down that she lost this child. Yeah, and then he she takes it out on Eddie, and she's like, "I can't believe you kissed me," and I'm yeah. just like, "I'm sorry, what is going on?" I know. 
Well, that's a Joey move, though. That's a total. That's her mo. Totally. It's like something went wrong, and it's your fault for kissing me. Like she did that to Paisley in I season know. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean she's done it to like every single person who's kissed her, and like I understand, like yeah. she doesn't like change and blah, blah blah blah, and like you know, but it's getting old. Totally, and you know Eddie's like, wait, is it my fault? You kissed me first. I know. And yeah. she's like, she's she's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know, where would you go if you were a teen girl? Yeah. And Eddie's like, I gotta give into my gen my gender stereotypes because like if I ever left, I would never leave the house as a teen girl. I'd just be checking myself out. And I was like, God damn it. That's dude. Right. how are we supposed to feel about Eddie? I know, man. I know. It's like that there's a funny like I feel like it's a comedian or something that like talks about when men write women and they're like, she breasted boobily. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we don't think about that that often. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Plus, we live in the patriarchy, so if we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, we're like, you know, I'm hideous. Down. I'm the worst. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, Eddie says something and Joey realizes that she's at, like, hot she at the movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, okay. This scene. We go to the party. Audrey seems drunk. Yeah, but like, but we haven't seen her drink anything. I know but she seems drunk. She's like stumbling, but it's like ambiguous. Uh-huh. You know, she hides in a coffin. She hides in a coffin. <laughs> LOL. Oh my god. Yeah. These are the moments you just loved, Austin. Yeah. God, I fucking love it. Hear me out. Audrey's gonna hide in a coffin uh-huh. and overhear this conversation, and they're like, "Love it. Write it Sounds down. Put, fucking film it and print it." <laughs> Shit is so funny. And Pacey, of course, is walking around looking for her. Yeah. He sits on a gravestone nearby. <laughs> no. And, and then Emma is going to walk up yeah. and like being like, you know, as all, uh, are you okay? Can? And he's like, I thought you didn't like me. And she's like, you know, but you look sad. So maybe we should talk or whatever. Pacey said he has a desire to draw a bath and slit his wrists, which I was like, that's a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, dude. If, if one of my friends said that to me, I would be very worried. Well, I just say to people, like, you can't make jokes like that. Because we're going to, you know. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, like. put you in a hold. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put you in a. 150. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) Emma asks about Audrey and, like, offers to talk. And Paisley's like, but we don't really talk, do we? I know. And Emma's like, well, we're roommates. So, like, maybe we can. Yeah. (laughs) This one time. And Pacey like launches into it. And, and I just want to remind you, all of Pacey's best friends are at this party, including yeah. Dawson. Like who's not really his best friend, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, it's okay. We've got Emma now. Yeah. She's here. Yeah. And he's like, I used to think that Audrey, he, that me and Audrey were the perfect fit because mm-hmm. like for the first time in any of, you know, Pacey's relationships, they were on equal footing. Like there was no drama. There no was no games. mind games. Which says a lot, right? No angst, just fun. And Emma's like, that sounds good, but it's like difficult to sustain. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And Pacey, like, 
I mean, I like that he's honest, but I it's do. a painful honesty if well, you know a, that Audrey is hearing Exactly. Him. That's yeah. the thing is it's such a real truthful honesty that you want to be able to confide in your friends about. Yeah. And like something that like isn't a true it's a it's a contemplative statement that he says to Emma, but like obviously Audrey takes it as the truth. But yeah, like that's the whole point of friendships is you want to be able to be like, I don't know how I feel and like right. I can't tell if I feel like because he says to her, like, I don't know if I still love her if I ever did love her. Yeah. And, like, that is such a true way to feel when you're 19. Totally. You know? And especially since, like, for Pacey and his journey, all of his loves have been these, like, epic, amazing <laughs> love stories where, like, you've changed my life. You would do – I would do anything for you. He's yeah. never had just, like, a easy, Yeah, we had a natural, relationship. Yeah. You know, whatever. And also, he never fell out of love with someone, you know? So, like, he also doesn't know yeah. what that feels like and if that's what he's feeling now. And he's, I mean, I think he's of the age, too, where it's, like, you do still get mixed up. And I think, like, this can happen at any age mm-hmm. of, like, is what I'm feeling love mm-hmm. or is it just lust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it just, like, I like you and I'm feeling all the good feeling, mm-hmm. like, it's new and we're in this and, like, this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you start av- actually having to work on something, yeah, like those feelings do can go away. I mean, they they definitely change, right, and they right. can go away. Yeah, right. And I I also think that's something that he's feeling is the the changing into, you know, a relationship, a relationship, like the long termness of it. You yeah, know? and and like you know he again we have to remember he's nineteen and we totally can understand how like with Andy she cheated on him and so he couldn't deal with that but he didn't fall out of love with joey he just he lost himself but he never fell out of love yeah and so with audrey it's like well what is this new feeling is it that our relationship has run its course is it changing blah blah blah. and these are the moments you confide in your friends about so i admire him doing that totally. with emma obviously the harshness of audrey hearing it hearing it in a coffin that she's lying in <laughs> yes sorry <laughs> That's a funny sentence that you just said. And yet totally true. I know. Okay. And Emma just tells Pacey, like, only you know that. Which, like, is a great answer. Yeah. No, exactly. And Pacey's like, and you know what? I don't want to find the answer tonight. Like, that's not what I'm doing here. So, like, let's go back to the party. And, like, thank you so much for listening to me. And she's like, just because we did this once does not mean I want to do it again. (laughs) And, and then Audrey pops out of the coffin and it's, she's not sad. She's just mad. And like it, that fucking sucks. It yeah. sucks that she overheard that. Totally. Totally. So we go over and Jen is chatting with the friend. I couldn't remember his name, David. which like is so funny. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, I mean, spoiler, but he, he does come he's back. He's going to stick around for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's so unmemorable in my opinion. I agree. Um, they're, they're on these huge thrones and are like drinking out of red solo cups. Was like, I was like, I dig this vibe. I know. I do. A, I look love these that two, they're partying. Look at these two queens on these thrones. I know. Yeah. I love that they're partying this season. Like, I this totally. This is the first time we've seen a red solo cup this season. We're I know. Only six episodes in. Thank I know, God. right? And she's like, Jen's like, how long have you guys been together? And David's like, huh, what? And she's like, friends. How long have we been friends? <laughs> yeah. So we find out that CJ and David have known each other about a year and yeah. David volunteers at the hotline. Yeah. And he's, David says he's just another screwed up gay kid trying to remake the world into a better place, which right. I Right. Yeah, totally. 
and he's like, you should come volunteer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, no, no, no. Like I tried. It wasn't for me. And then David's like, oh, you're that Jen. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're the Jen. CJ is always talking yeah. about, which like, <laughs> it's so funny because it's just authentic where yeah. someone's like, oh yeah. Okay. I know I, about yeah, you. And I've then heard the person about on the receiving end's like, oh. <gasps> He talks, you know about me. Oh, oh, oh. go on. Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of love this, like, you know, <laughs> game of telephone or whatever. Totally. It's so authentic. Yeah. And, like, you know, David's like, he thinks you'd make a really great counselor. And he Jen's wants like, you so bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He wants you so bad. He thinks you'd make a great counselor. And she's like, oh. Yeah. He's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, I mean, he's gay. So I guess, like, no. And yeah. she's like, he's not gay. Or yeah. like, no, David says he's not gay. And then we cut to CJ telling Jack he's not gay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so like funny. a real, it's a, it's a Dawson's Creek. I know. If I ever Jen's saw just one. like, he's totally gay. And then David's like, look, it's his he's, face. And it instantly cuts to CJ being like, he's not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And Jack's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And CJ's like, no, no, no. I'm not offended. Just not gay. Yeah. Like, which is like chill. I like that. Where yeah. he's like, I'm not mad that you think that. I'm just, yeah. it's just not true. And then Jack's like, oh, Jen's gonna be so stoked and CJ's like about what and and Jack's like well I mean she's like into you yeah and then CJ like I don't know like I I admire like I like I think you should be able to say like oh I'm not into that person yeah like you know and like again it's one of those conversations where like if Jen was hearing it was fucked up but since she's not it's like kind of okay but like what are we supposed to think about CJ because CJ's like oh I'm not really that interested I'm not into her like he says I'm not looking I'm not interested I'm not looking for anything yeah like so so kind of like implying it's not just her like yeah I don't want to date anyone yeah and then he is like but even if I did it's like she's not my type exactly so, like, so and like and again like it's fine for him to feel that yeah, yeah, way yeah, totally. and like I think also people should be honest especially in this situation where yeah. Jack's like she's into you and he's like nope nope no thank you not for me thanks and like you should be doing that instead of like you know creating weird situations but like what are we as the viewer supposed to think about cj right at this point my thing is like okay all right cool moving on to the next one <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know like okay right um so from here we go to the theater yeah. where joey pulls harley out uh-huh. and, and like eddie's waiting for them outside and like harley's just being sassy yeah and she, then joey tries to give harley advice about dad's yeah what she's like, is this yeah because she joey's like he's not a bad dad he loves you and harley's like yeah. how does joey he, know that uh, great question why is she saying this to this young girl who has great been question. ditched by her dad like a tradition that they have for her dad to go do whatever he hang out with to the do. quote unquote skank yeah and it's like you know skanks aside it's like his dad her dad didn't give a fuck about their tradition yep. so everything we've seen thus far you know which is only this episode, this only time we found out he had a kid, really. Mm-hmm. He's not a good dad. Right. Yeah. And Harley says as much. She's yeah. like, he's a dick. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, seems like he is. But Joey's over here trying to be like, oh, no, but you don't, he's a good dad. You should forgive him. And I know. Because we haven't explored this part of Joey. Yeah. It's like. Hard to listen to. And care about. Yeah. Totally. You know, because if Jen was here being like, like my dad's totally trash and like a criminal that like never was incarcerated, but like a true criminal, yeah, like a rapist. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, 
I think that like you might feel better about yourself if you gave this situation a relook and maybe a better chance. If she was if she was saying that from that point of view, yeah, you could understand it. But Joey's just over here of like, forgive this piece of shit. I mean, I forgive Dawson over and over, even though he's absolutely wild to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Because like Harley asks Joey if she likes like her dad mm-hmm. Hudson, and you know. Harley's like, look, like every time I come to see him, I trick myself to thinking it's going to be different, but it never is. And Joey's like, oh, I can relate to that. And I'm like, yeah, Joey, just because her dad is not in prison doesn't mean he doesn't suck. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like this really, I'm over this narrative that Joey's like, my dad's bad and worse than your dad because he's been incarcerated. Right, right, right. And like, this is so fucking insanely toxic. I agree. So we go back to Dawson, who's following this ghost again. (laughs) And goes into a room on the set. And I'm like, I got to just stop for a second. This is a hot set. They're fi- they filmed on it today. I know. They're going to film on it tomorrow. It's so Like, wild. no way would you allow anyone into that set. He still hasn't said hi to any of his friends. Still hasn't said hi to anyone. So he and he walks in and Todd and Natasha are making out. And like, and he's like, he's ma- okay. so bent out of shape. He's mad because they are, quote, screwing behind his back. Yeah. Walk me through this. Okay. What? They're screw behind his back. What? Yeah. What what does that mean? In what way? Like, and how is this a problem? I don't know. I mean, like, the situation with Pacey and Joey was gray in the sense that, like, they, you know, Dawson and Joey weren't together. But you can understand how he felt. And, like, I can get it. This, him and Natasha aren't together. No. And him and Todd aren't friends no and so behind his back is like what yeah and like then he gives this big speech to Natasha for quote making a mistake yeah what like I okay okay what and he apologizes for hurting her yeah like and the thing is like I like that in a vacuum from Dawson like I like this that he's like you know I'm feeling wild I'm so sorry I hurt you. I know that this, whatever, like, this is my fault, blah, blah, blah. But, like, let's just, like, scope it out from that then. It's, like, he made a mistake by fucking his soulmate and the love of his life and Mm. then breaking up with Natasha. Mm -hmm. But the mistake was to break up with Natasha because he cheated on her. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, he did the right thing because he cheated on his girlfriend and then broke up with her. Like, that's what you should do. If you cheat on your your girlfriend, you should. Yeah. Yeah. That actually is the honorable thing to do. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm bowing out of the situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And like, so what is the mistake here? That's what I'm I'm like struggling with. Mm. Was the mistake him fucking Joey? I mean, doesn't seem like he's saying that. No. Yeah. He's saying this mistake was breaking up with Natasha. But uh-huh. honestly, that was the honorable thing to do because he cheated on her. Yep. Yep. And he says he's sorry he hurt her. It was the last thing he wanted to happen. And he was in a complicated situation and he made a choice without thinking. And it was the wrong choice. And I was like, bitch, what is this man I talking know. about? Seriously. Like, yes, you were in a complicated situation. Understand that. You fucked someone you shouldn't have. Like not that you also you made it complicated. You (laughs) fucked someone under circumstances you shouldn't have. Right. You definitely should have fucked Joey, and that should have happened like a while ago. But like, here we are. Yeah, here we are. It's fine. I get it. Timing's everything. But like, okay. And then he did the right thing by breaking up with his girlfriend that he had just cheated on. Like that is what you should Uh do. You know. And he did think it through. I agree. 
Because if he thought it was a one-time only with Joey, he would have just lied to Natasha. Yeah. But he was like, no, I'm going to make it work with Joey. Right. And he, like, kind of did try. He didn't, like, try enough in the sense where he didn't, like, apologize for his behavior. <laughs> but he was like, are you sure we're not going to make this say work? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yes, I shouldn't have fucked you when I had a girlfriend or whatever it was with Natasha. Because yeah. at this point, like, that's the hard part is, like, we... I, at this point, it's she was his girlfriend yeah, and he fucked Yeah, that's the thing. Joey. It's, like, so yeah. complicated because, like, I gave Dawson the benefit of the doubt in season, in episode one and two, where I'm like, we don't know if his girlfriend, like, you know, mm-hmm, and he's also mm-hmm. allowed to do that, whatever he wants. They weren't together, blah, blah, blah. But now it's kind of confirmed that it, it was, was yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. And he says, like, I haven't been able to ke- communicate to you that I like you. Like, I keep saying I'm not jealous, but I am. Good for man him. Man of you to admit. Man of you to admit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I love this growth for him. Yeah, like yeah. again, I wish he had some friends to be like, your desire is always awoken through jealousy. Let's unpack that. Right. That is not a place to like have the, you know be sitting. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like, you know, your relationship shouldn't spark from jealousy. Like yeah. that's a seven deadly sin. Sure. So And he's like, the thought of some other guy touching you makes me jealous. And then he, what if someone said that to you? I would be like, bye. Okay. <laughs> Please never call me again. And he says, I quit. Good luck with the movie. Bye. Okay. What is going on? Like, I just, again, I'm like, what are we supposed to think about Dawson? But like, he quits his dream job because he's jealous and he's having a lot of feelings to unpack because he thinks his boss is fucking the girl he used to fuck. Right. And he like screamed at Joey, called her a child. Yeah. And he's apologizing to Natasha. I know. No, did not apologize to Joey. To the person he th- said was a mis- like it meant nothing to him. Meant he's nothing. apologizing to, yeah. and I think we can all grow and change and whatever. But like you know, we all heard that. But this feels as a viewer. Fucked. This feels like manipulation. But he like has yet to apologize yeah. to Joey, who is his best friend, his soulmate, the love of his yeah, life, yeah, yeah. and like who he insisted on being like, "You're a child for caring that I have a girlfriend when I fucked you." Yeah, it's bad. What? Bad look. What? Also, he's finally admitting that jealousy is what he's driven by. Thank fucking God. I mean, but like, it's like, I agree. And I'm like, growth, I love this. But also, it's not like he's saying like, I have this issue where jealousy drives me. He's it's he's trying to say it like I'm being so honest. Isn't that charming? And also what he's not saying is, I mean, my question then, Mm -hmm. my follow up question Uh is like, so is it jealousy or do you actually like her? Well, that's what I've wondered the whole time about Dawson, you know? Right. Do you really like Joey or just don't want anyone else to have her, you know? And, like, do you really like Natasha or you just don't want anyone else to have her? And then, one more follow-up for you. Mm-hmm. Why is Jen Lindley the one person who does not engage this jealous streak in you? I know. And do we think that's a good thing? Well, I mean, like, that's what I was, yes and no, right? Yeah, that's the whole thing that I was thinking the whole time was, like, it's so sad because she's the only one you actually truly loved, you know, mutually exclusive to jealousy. Right. Like, uh, soulmates, if you like that word. I mean, one, I I don't love that word, but like, that's what you keep calling each other. I know. It's like, that's what Dawson, the word he uses. And you just see this where it's like, your love for Jen was true and authentic. Yeah. And without like, there was no desire woken through jealousy. It was through just like your mutual connection and feeling and love for each other. Right. And how can I see that as anything other than like a great match and a great connection? Totally. You know? 
Yeah. And so Dawson then like sees the, like after he leaves and quits, he sees this apparition again and follows her. Yeah. And then she comes straight at him. <laughs> and they do this like fancy camera work. Yeah. It's like, like a whole thing. Ooh, what's Ooh. happening? And, like, and I'm just music. like, I just love like, a Dawson's Creek Halloween episode. Yeah. I don't know why I'm a sucker for these. No, I agree. Or you're just like, I agree with this you. Is so the, stupid. Wait till we get to the ending. I, was, I know. I was, I loved it. So she pulls off this apparition, pulls off a wig and glasses, and it's Natasha. And like, were of you surprised? No one was. <laughs> nope. Natasha and Todd were fucking with Dawson. Yeah. And Todd starts to laugh at him. And I'm just like, I love this. Amazing. What a wild film set. He, what a weird work environment he's found yeah. himself in. Yeah. And, and Todd's like, you're not really quitting, right? Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> well, no, because then he's like, Dawson's like, oh, so you're not fucking. Yeah. And Todd's like, and you weren't serious about quitting, right? Because I need you. Yeah. And then <laughs> we're supposed to be like, LOL, Dawson was played. <laughs> okay. Fuck yeah. Okay. So then we go to outside the party. Yeah. See, Jen and CJ are like chatting and she's like, you know, we didn't really get much time to talk in there. Like, yeah. You know, and she's like, you know, I was thinking about reconsidering coming back to the hotline. And he, I mean, to his I credit. I know, I love it. He's like, we would love to have you, but like, I want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And she's like, super cute. I know. And is like, well, I mean, like, you could just like, save me all this trouble and go out with me. Yeah. And so it's so fascinating. It's kind of left up in the air of like, what's going on with right. him. Even though like, it's a similar situation to the Pacey and Audrey where we kind of know how the dude feels, but then like. Right. And we kind of know how we, Jen and feels. I guess we do know how Jen feels, but like. They're not we saying it to each exactly. other. Exactly. Well, no, Jen's saying it to him and he's not saying it to yeah, him. Yeah, or we're not seeing that on screen, right. you know, and he is now, it, at first you can give it a pass because he doesn't know how Jen feels, but now we know he knows how Jen feels. Yeah. So you're kind of like, well, then he just needs to tell her like, hey, like, no, it's not going to happen, yeah. but I think you're cool. And I like, it's, I would love you to be on this. And I've been dying for you to be on this project that I work on. So yeah. I'd love to have you, but I yeah. just want you to know it's like not going to happen romantically. So like, again, it's one of those things like, how are you supposed to feel about CJ? Right. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. know the answer. And then we cut over to da David and Jack, like looking at them and Jack's like, dude, this is uh, making me sad. Yeah. Like shit. And he's like, you know, I encouraged her to ask him to this party, yeah. but he doesn't like her like that. And then David's like, she's better off. Yeah. Which I was like, do tell. Okay, go on. And so does Jack. And he's like, well, that's a long story. Like, I, don't I know. know. Yeah, yeah. Jack's like, well, like maybe over coffee sometime. Man, Jack. I know. Get the it. Moves. Uh, Get you it. were slutty this summer and it shows. I mean, whew. so David's like, I mean, yeah, I could be into that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so great i love it cj and jen then come up and cj's like all right david like we out you know yeah and jack asked jen how it went and she's like he's playing hard to get but like he's gonna be mine soon enough and i was just like Oof. and it's weird that jack doesn't tell her i agree i was like that's kind of like a i mean i get that like maybe you don't want to tell her right, right this then. second yeah, yeah, but yeah. like it's weird that he doesn't tell her yeah or he like, at least doesn't go like Oh, yeah. Like a little bit like Ooh. telling in his. Yeah. You or know. like, uh, we should talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So back at Hell's Kitchen, Hetson picks up Harley and she's like, the date said that Hetson had a toxic personality. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Seems right. So she 
accurately described you. Yeah, I know. Seriously. And then it's Joey like, sounds like you're using the bad kind of skank because, because you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Joey like lies to him and says that Harley was a perfect angel. Yeah. And then like Harley apologizes to Joey. Yeah. Harley kind of sends Hudson off and then she like looks at Joey and is like, you know, I'm sorry I behaved like that. But like, you know, and then Joey's like, you know, you need to forgive your dad. Did she say that? The thing I had written down was don't stop hoping your dad will be better, but I didn't know if that was... I guess you're right. Yeah, I just put... She tells him she needs to forgive her dad and keep waiting that he's going to change. Yeah, I mean, like... it's, like, hard to say that's good advice. I agree with you. There was a part of me that was, like, I can get on board with, like, don't stop hoping that he's going to be better, but, like, my caveat would be... I you just have would, to tell him. I just would never say that to someone that I've only interacted with for a night. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But also like, I do get that. Like that, like look, parents are complicated and yeah. like you want them to be better. Yeah. 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 Sometimes. Yeah. And like, that's why you have to say vague advice like that. Like, look, I don't know what the situation is. Parents are, parents are humans. And like, I hope that it could get better. Yeah. I believe totally. you if you, th- if it, you think it won't, yep. you know, um, it's hard. It's Fucking, I'm sorry, but like, I think it was grating on me that Joey kept being like, you need to be, you need to forgive him. You need to be better. You need to accept that. Like, you know, like, no, I know. It, it's just like, I like, you don't know this person. How could you be saying that to someone? No, totally. And I think like, and I think there's this way in which, and like, I really believe this, that like, you know, it's not up to Harley yeah. to like make that relationship better. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to Hudson. Yes. And, like, Harley can be, like, if this is what I'm being offered, get fucked. Yeah. And, like, I think she should. Yeah. And it's it's up for you to decide, like, what you're willing. Like, you're never going to have the parent you want, you know? Of course. That's the fact of life. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you have a better relationship with your parent. You take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. But, like, you also then have to accept, like, what pro and con will I take, you know? Totally. Will I accept this you know, at the expense of this. And like, that's yeah. the calculation you have to do as the intimate partner with your parent, you know, yep. like, and like having to listen to someone who literally just met you like four hours ago, totally tell you how you should accept your parent. Like I, I just, am like, Joey, you look like an stop. asshole. Like stop, stop immediately. It. Yes. You have a complicated relationship with your dad. You know who else does? Jen. You know who else does? Jack. Pacey. Pacey. Like Dawson's dad's dead, so that's complicated in a different way. We don't know Audrey's dad, but we... It seems we like know maybe a little complicated. thinks that it's, you know, yeah. he's trash and there's a complicatedness there. So, like, you know, I'm sorry of her, of Joey's situation with her dad, but, like, she, being on this, like, you know... It's you not know, even moral high ground. This, like, policing bar of, like, well, mine is the worst. It's, like, a weird offshoot of oppression Olympics. people yeah. are bad. Yeah. And it's just, like, I'm, I'm just, Get like, here. I can't. Yeah. And Harley's, Harley tells her, like, dude, Eddie really likes you. And, like, I hope someday a guy looks at me like that. And it's so dark that we're getting this friend moment with, like, a 15-year-old we just met. It's like, yeah. You say 15. I said she was, like, 12. Okay, this 12-year-old we just met. I don't know how old she's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I totally. don't know what children are. Yeah. And, like, Harley leaves. And then, like, Eddie comes out with a root beer float for her, yeah. for Harley. And I really love a root beer float. So good. My dad used to sometimes just bring home the ingredients yeah. randomly. Oh, God. Yeah, we used to have that at my, my parents would do that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, oh. Yes. And anyway, Eddie's like, oh, let's split it. And like, you know, be ashamed to go to waste. 
like yeah, my potential. Like, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be ashamed to let it go to waste like my potential, which is a good callback. It made me laugh. And then like, I actually like this moment yeah, because Joey is straight up with him and it's like, what is, is happening? This? You know? And like, God bless her. I fucking love this. Yeah. You know? And you're like, again, like, why do we waffle back and forth with like Dawson and, and also like who Eddie is and what Joey is doing right. with him, you know? Um, and she's like, we each kissed each other. In some places, that might be construed as dating. And Eddie's yeah. like, we're not dating. Jo- and Joey's like, no, we're not. Yeah. So I'm like, great. Okay, cool that we're talking this. Different- and then, like Eddie's like, and I'm not going to go back to Hudson's class. And Joey's like, okay, great. Yeah. And she's like, that's fine. I'm not trying to change you. Yeah. And Which she- I think is like, like, and it's hard because like, I love this growth for Joey. Yes. But because we didn't see her like talking to Audrey about like, I know you're, pres- you and Pacey, blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to change him. About- you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so this kind of like weirdly comes out of nowhere. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, and like, we didn't even get the like, maybe Joey didn't want to change Pacey, but like, she didn't know any other framework in which to like calculate success. Exactly. And like, now she's being having her eyes opened to, oh, like, he's also successful. Like, look, this guy is really fucking smart. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Like, just because he's not in college doesn't mean he's not successful. Yeah, especially if we had her, like, kind of having a breakdown with Dawson dropping out of college or, like, something along, you know, that lines or whatever. Totally. And he says, I don't know what's going on with us, but I like it. And she's like, me too. Yeah. And uh, there's a part of me that's like, I'm okay with that ambiguity because you agreed on it. And you talked about it. So you've created the space to continue to talk about it, you know, and that you were able to bring it up no problem being like what is going on okay I like this and yeah like you said we've totally agreed on what this is so you can revisit the conversation later because you've already leaved the framework for how to talk about it totally and they just like keep splitting the root beer float and I I do really like that ending of their story yeah 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 and it's interesting because it's like like it's like kind of like this is why we like Eddie because she's not playing games with him yeah you know and it kind of calls back Pacey being like no one's you didn't play games with me and so we're kind of labeling what happened within their relationship because they were kids where like you know joey was half in half out yes totally you know and was kind of like having this like pacey being insecure about dawson and joey being like well why are you insecure but like i'm always going to prioritize dawson right now um yeah which is a total game Wicked game, yeah. as Chris Isaac might say. <laughs> um, so we go back to outside the party. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Pacey finds Audrey, and she is sad as hell. Yeah. And she tells him she wants to break up. Yeah. And yeah. he's like... He totally notices she's not okay. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he's like, um, I think we should go home and sleep on this. Yeah. Like, and we can talk about it in the morning. And she's just like, no, I want to break up. And he's, he's kind like of real like quiet, quiet yeah. and stunned. And like, she's like, he says it's not how he wanted this to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then she starts yelling. Yeah. She loses it and yeah. starts yelling. And she's like, I don't want some false protest from you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she's like, know? I'm ending it. And your reaction proves that it's over, which is a little bit like, Ooh, yeah. I mean, he's, she's right. Yeah. In there, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, you know, you haven't said a word because you don't have the energy to fight this. And like, I deserve better than that, uh-huh. which is such a great line. I do like that. Well, it's hard because like, you know, 
not that I don't think that they shouldn't break up and they obviously like aren't in the same place, but like, I just personally think Audrey has been acting so wild to Pacey. I agree. So I could see it where he's like, well, maybe I don't want to fight for this because you're mad at me that I have a job and I keep explaining to you why I have a job and you're not like understanding my point of view. And when I ask you how, what's going on with you, like I don't really understand what's going and like, I'm not blaming her, but I can see where he's coming from. I agree completely, but he didn't say any of that. He's just being silent. Yeah. And like, I think if he had said that, like I would be like, yeah, so he's letting her, like, he's like, yeah, we should break up. I know. You know, like exactly you know and he says it's true that she does deserve better than that and she's like oh yeah great just follow this script and like she's like or he just is like what do you want from me like and he's like you know this negativity gets to me and in a way he's saying the thing we want him to say except he's not really but like he's like it gets to me too so like i agree we should break up like yeah and she tells him he's not allowed to make himself feel noble, which is like mm-hmm. such a right, a right to Paisley's heart. Like, I know. That- She's like, you're not some knight in shining armor. You know, you just got tired of screwing over the same girl, which screwing like screwing the same, screwing girl. the same girl. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I agree. Like is a real dagger to him of like, you know, like I think yeah. that's something he's always contemplating about himself. Yeah, and, like, we've talked about Pacey's sort of hero complex, and, like, she's like, fuck your hero complex, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Like, this is you just being tired of fucking me and, like, wanting to move on to someone new. Mm -hmm. And, like, and I don't actually think that that's what this is, but, like... No, I don't think so, but I just think in, in, you know, in the sense where we're seeing, like, you know, Jen... Dawson, Joey, and Pacey like pursuing new relationships in this episode within like their particular growth patterns or whatever. Like, this speaks to a problem that he has of like, what in what relationship do I put sex within my relationship? And like, in what ways am I a hero? You know, does that yeah. like encapsulate like who I am or whatever? Yeah. And you know, she says, like, why don't you ask why all the people I love don't love me back? Which crushed me. Oh, God. And, like, that okay, so that's so what brutal. is bothering Audrey. Yeah. And, like, okay, I th- that is a perfectly reasonable mm-hmm. reason, reasonable reason, <laughs> to, to feel that way. Yeah. Like, and I just wish we had gotten it sooner. Like, her and Joey haven't talked at all this well, yeah, year. Well, yeah, you kind of had wished that we could have in to, like, kind of double down on this, where yeah. she'd been like, hey, Joey, let's meet up. I want to talk to you about my summer. And then Joey, like, brushes her off. Yeah. And we had seen, like, her trying to make plans with Jen and Jen being like, oh, I'm going to go I got it. Yeah. do this or whatever. Even if they weren't, like, intentionally being, like, fucked up to her, but all the compounding of, like, all these people, like, I don't feel like a home here i don't feel yeah. like i feel like i'm in joey's world i don't feel like i have my own world yeah here and like no one loves me blah, blah blah like you would i don't know right we just haven't gotten that much of this story like we've mm-hmm. gotten audrey misbehaving or like yeah. or not even, like just acting out yeah no, and like, like I've, I've often felt like i understand both sides however yeah. i'm more i more understand pacey's side of like i need a job like, yeah i don't know why you're so mad at me yeah totally so you know you kind of wish we had gotten a little bit more well-rounded right. like you know in terms of audrey's decline and descent you know yeah totally so he goes to comfort her and she slaps him yeah and here's where i will say one of the things that we did on the day after this on halloween uh-huh. or one of the things i did was hit a man in the face yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
So me and Audrey have that in common about the <laughs> Halloween of 2002. The man I hit in the face really fucking deserved it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she starts crying. And, like, he just kind of stands there yeah. as she's crying. And, like, that's what we fade out on is, like, Oof. it's rough. It's that scene's rough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. And then we go to the studio. <laughs> Dawson's, like, hanging out in this room. In his bedroom <laughs> slash 70s horror yeah. flick yeah. set. And Natasha comes in and is like, are you mad at me? Yeah. And he's like, no. And then he says, I didn't realize how much I wanted to be with you until you were sleeping with Todd. And I was like, ladies, gents, whoever, that is a fucking red flag. Dude, I know. It's so. That is so fucking wild to watch. The fact that he just says that. Yeah. He's like, I only want to be with you because I was jealous. And she's like, say that again? I know. <laughs> and I was like, look, I've, I too have been 1920 and like, I've had some real fucked and, up like, look, ideas I've about romance. I've already admitted Natasha is so wild. Yeah, wild and, woman like, of Dawson's Creek. You know, that's yeah. what I love about her because I love a good wild woman. Is but Harley also a wild woman yes, of Dawson's Creek? Yes, of course. Creek? Okay, okay, she's okay. wild. Yeah. Wild girl of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, wild tween of Dawson's yeah. Creek. <laughs> Child. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then like, but the thing is then like, it's weird. Cause she's like, say it back to me. And you're like, what, what? is going on? <laughs> and like, you know, and it's like, it's hard because like, they're trying to sell us on this relationship. And like, I want Dawson to move on. I want him to meet sure. someone. I want him to date someone. And like, you know, this is fine. But because we know like their, the origin story of their relationship or this like middle part of their relationship is super fucking twisted. Yeah. It's hard hard to really be okay with it because he he's saying like I made a mistake when I broke up with you not like when I cheated on you yeah and like or look I had this really complicated relationship with you know my childhood best friend and like it you I I fucked her and I'm so sorry and it did mean something but so do you and I kind of was in this space that was super complicated but like even I'm not choosing you because that didn't work out like I just like am choosing you for you yeah it's hard not to see that he's like well it didn't work out with Joey so I'm gonna go fuck that other girl I was fucking right right because she's like say it again and he's like tell you that I'm jealous and she said say that you like me and I was like oh that's crushing (sighs) I mean, like, I like Natasha a lot, but I'm like, girl, you could do better. I know. And they have this really interesting, honest conversation. And, like, in this situation, you understand why they're connected. Yeah. Because they're both at this point, like, they're young and at this point where they, like, kind of are given everything in their career. Like, yeah. something that they didn't think they would be achieving at this point. Like, yeah. Dawson's in this incredible position as, like, the director's assistant and, like, making a fucking movie. And yeah. Natasha is a star of that movie. Things she never thought she would do. And they're, like, kind of don't know how to handle that yeah and I love this like complicatedness of like what it feels like to have your dream and to feel like you don't think you deserve it and you don't yeah like that's the thing that about adulthood that it's hard to reconcile if you're like that that's what imposter syndrome is yeah and it's never really like I felt like when we were growing up we didn't even have the term for right, that right right so like it's not really explained and articulated in this way so you feel like it's so unique to you and you're yeah. the only one feeling that way and then of course now we know like no everyone feels that yeah. way and yeah. like managing that feeling is like an important part of growing up sure and so they're talking about that like yeah. you know just like 
and Dawson's like, I love my life. Like, yeah. this is so cool. And yeah. like, I just feel like at any moment it can be taken away. And Natasha's like, yeah. Same. And it's true. And which it is could be. why you kind of have to live in this moment and yeah. enjoy it. And like, that is what I like about this relationship yeah. is that Dawson and Natasha are learning to live in the moment. Yeah. And that's what Dawson's always struggled with because yeah. he directs this outcome instead of living in the moment he's like well eventually joey will be mine i'll take her yeah yeah yeah. and we'll sail off into the sunset together and like we all knew that was never going to happen but because he was always living and creating that like future outcome he couldn't live in the present moment you know totally and she's like you know look if meeting you is all like i get from this experience like that might be enough yeah i mean i'm like girl no but whatever they kiss and he's like i missed you and she was like, you know, look, I wanted you back, but you had to pay for your sins, which I was like, oof. This that's is a lot. such a toxic relationship. That's a lot for me to take on. And I love it. I'm sorry. This is like, <laughs> it's so fucking wild. Yeah, because we're supposed to be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's like, he's like, are we even? And she's like, just about. And then like, <laughs> they start like, all, like they I mean, almost they're gonna have fuck sex. in his yeah. like pseudo childhood bed. The first time he's going to fuck in his childhood bed on this set. Like, you know, yeah. it's like meta and weird. And like, yeah. and then someone walks in with an axe and the episode ends and Halloween font credits pop up I and I was just like god, god this is an epic Dawson's episode Creek, a Halloween episode for the ages yeah it was... I mean <laughs> we did it yeah. yeah 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 I mean I didn't hate it there's so much like I don't like about it and like you know and obviously all of our characters are like completely separated from yeah. each other the fact that we couldn't even get a Dawson saying hi across the party like you said right. it's like what like je- like like Pacey and Audrey are completely in their own little world. They're, and then they also Emma, didn't say hi. Yeah, you know, it's like Jack Emma Jen, is the only one that sees like, like multiple people. Yeah, multiple groups of people. <laughs> so weird. And I'm still like, why Emma? Why is I know exist? why is she here? You know? Um, you kind of wish that Pacey had had that conversation with Jen. Like again, I get there was a scheduling issue, blah blah blah. blah but like, come on, yeah. you know, um, yeah, and like it's a hard sell the like dawson redemption story well because it's like what is he like what like how is that a redemption story well he's also not admitting what really happened which was the problem with what happened with joey like he didn't admit like you're right (laughs) yeah i was dating someone and i fucked you and i shouldn't have done that or like or I should have like made or, you aware of what situation you yeah, were getting like, into. Yeah, like I hear you that yeah. you know object, you know objectively, if I had heard someone else do that, yeah. I would think that was kind of fucked up. Like I obviously have my reasons for doing it, and like whether they're justified or not, they are my reasons. But instead, he was like, "You're a, a child, child for thinking that this is fucked up," and it's like, no, <laughs> wow, no, wow, no, yeah, you know, we're not talking about like you ordered like you know. <laughs> chicken fried rice and not shrimp fried rice yeah. like you literally like at this point we can say you literally had a girlfriend yeah you know it's like ugh, yeah ugh, yeah ugh. like again you can do whatever you want you weren't together but at the same time for him to act like he didn't have a girlfriend when he fucked joey totally is like it's a it's fucked up yeah so i don't know and like the audrey and pacey 
I mean, it needed to happen, but oof. Yeah. That was a, a gut wrenching way to make it happen. I know. It's yeah. definitely a h- tough sell. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It, it's like, I want Jen to have a relationship, but CJ is like, sucks. Oh, he's. Well, it's like, it's not even that he sucks. He's not interested. So, yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, the why end. do we have to have Jen just like in, you know, this situation where someone's not into her? Like, come on. Come on. You know? How many dudes are out there? And ladies are yeah. out there who are into Jen. See, everyone at this table. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. You know. Yeah. And so, so it's like, you know, like, let her, God, let her have something nice. Yeah. And I just, like, I could not swallow the Joey giving daddy advice to Harley. No, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. It's like, it's a bit too much for me. Yeah. Because Why? You know what I mean? Like, we don't know how she feels about, like... Well, this. that's the problem. We haven't had any background. Yeah. Like, we know how she feels about her dad, like, that she went to visit him, but we don't know how, like... Yeah, we don't even really know how she feels about that. Right. So we, so she hasn't expressed an opinion about her dad since, what, the beginning season of season two? three? Even then, did we hear it? I feel like season two, when she says to Dawson, I'll never talk to you again. You yeah. made me send my dad to jail. That's like the last time we've really heard like a proper feeling. Right. So. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I understand it's complicated and that like her dad's been gone and like, you know. Sure. That contributed to a lot of strife in her life and a lot sure. of like unease. But like. Nobody's you know, saying that it didn't. But yeah. Like, but it's like also hard when we see like a lot of other shitty dads of our characters. Yeah. And also, like, Jen's dad is a straight-up criminal. Yeah. You know? So, like, if we're... I mean, so is Pacey's dad. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, when we're trying to make... Like, when Joey wants to make it to these, like, comparisons of, like, no, but the bar... My dad is the worst because of this. It's, like, well... Yeah. Like, again, I just feel like you're making this correlation from the fact that he's incarcerated to a, a question of his morality. Yeah. And, like, that is a very toxic trait we have in America. That's a real leap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um you know it's just like so who are you rooting for it's like kind of all of them and none of them i know i know like i I want them all to be doing better than they're doing yeah and also like i don't want them any of them to really achieve what they're setting out for right now yeah like we saw a lot of growth (laughs) with our core four sure you know and so i'm here for that you know but then like the Jen and CJ is like, ooh. Yeah, I'm not rooting for that. Yeah. I'm rooting for Jack and to go take David out for yeah, coffee. Great. We didn't get to see him be slutty, so I'm I'm into yeah. like, you know, yeah, totally. at least like a whining and dining job. Yeah. And like I'm into Joey and Eddie kind of like being like, we don't know what this is and like figuring that's okay. It out. Mm-hmm. Like we're okay with that. Like I'm into that. But like I don't know. I know. I know. I just feel like everyone's not really in my favorite place right now totally and audrey like this isn't gonna help god no you know i mean i'm glad we she said that she's depressed yeah like we get some acknowledgement of a mental health issue totally yeah you know is it gonna be actually treated like one but no yeah and is pacey gonna like or is she going to tell anyone else, you know, because right. like now Pacey is like seemingly no longer in her life. So if he's right. the only one so who then knows, what? then like, what does that mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And also like, I'd love a deeper dive into it. Cause I still like, honestly don't understand what's happening. Right. Agreed. So, <laughs> that's weird. And if that was the thing that was bothering her so much, why was she so depressed at the beginning of the series season? 
And like, is that why she's getting F's? Like, yeah. 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 Cause like she already wasn't showing up to class before he even got that job. Right. So it's like, yep. Great okay. question. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So for our listener corner, this is from Darian. So for my actual question regarding 607, I think this is, do y'all think, what do y'all think of uh, the Pacey and Audrey breakup? My husband described it as kind of fucked up, LOL. I could tell that Audrey was spiraling, but I was shocked when she slapped Pacey. I really thought Audrey was such a breath of fresh air when she was first introduced. My husband said she actually saved the show for him, but neither of us actually liked Pacey and Audrey together. The relationship relationship made her lame or and maybe depressed, I don't know, and Pacey annoying, not loving the stockbroker bro storyline for him. Anyway, just wanted to know your thoughts, especially Aaron, because of how Audrey leans into violence. Yeah, so I will say, I did admit that the day after we watched this, I did slap a man. Yeah. Oh, I punched him. I didn't slap him. I don't love that Audrey does that. (sighs) It kind of doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. I, I also just think, like, well, is she, have we seen her slap anyone before? No. So it kind of it's is very like an like, out of the blue character trait. And also like it, it just doesn't make sense. Like Pacey doesn't do anything that would like make her erupt in anger that would cause a violent outburst, you know? And I just feel like this is not the kind of soap opera that like is people slapping each other totally, all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, listen, like, you know, I think that like he doesn't do anything. I get her being so fucking hurt by him. Yeah. That, like, she feels the need to, like, yell when she yells at him. Like, I or get that. I could that. see, like, a shove or a push. But or, a like, s- a get away from me. Yeah, but a slap is kind of a wild. A slap is a lot. And I think it's, like, just, like, this leaning into, like, oh, we're a soap opera. Like, uh-huh. it's not fucking Joan Collins and Dallas or Dynasty or whatever. Like, you know, like... I get it. There were soap operas where primetime right. soap operas where people were slapping each other left, right, and center. Right. This is not one of them. Well, and it's again a weird outburst for Audrey and an unexplained one where we're kind of left being like, I don't really know what's happening. Right. And like I I have felt like I understand they both are in these complicated positions. However, I understand Pacey more when he's frustrated that seeing that she he feels like she's mad that he has a job and that is what it sounds like she's saying and like i obviously there's something more complicated to it but since we don't know what that is what she's saying it's fucked up and i think that like there's like this way in which they're like well audrey's the drama queen she's like yeah you know from la and she's so drama and like so of course she would like slap someone and it's just like but no she wouldn't i know i totally agree with you like she's just like not that kind of chick like in my opinion yeah you know and it 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 just like this breakup even at the time i remember like thinking it was so similar to like an andy situation where they're like well we got this new blonde character she's gonna fall in love with pacey and then they're gonna break we're gonna change the character totally and they're gonna break up and you're gonna like we're gonna kind of make you hate this character because they won't make sense you know yeah and like you know we'll see what happens to audrey but it's kind of like i'm i'm struggling to be on her side you know like i can understand where she's coming from but since pacey's being like it feels like you're saying you don't want me to have a job and she's not like 
pivoting and explaining it more like holistically she's kind of like yeah it's like well right totally I don't, I don't know how to He's say gotta this. Have a job. Like he has to have a job and you're kind of being an asshole. Yeah. You know, I can understand that you don't like that. There's less time for you and you want to reconcile that away. But like at the same time, like you're kind of not allowed, like not, you're always allowed to feel how you feel, but like, it doesn't feel like okay, yeah. an acceptable way to respond to someone having a job. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's not like, it's like he missed something. Yeah. And there was the strip club incident. Yeah. But like. But if she were saying those things, it's like, it's not about you having a job. It's that you aren't showing up to my events and that you're lying to me about going to strip clubs, you know? Right. Like, that's not really what we're getting. We're getting her being like, you don't have time for me. You have a job now. And he's saying like, you're mad that I have to pay bills. I don't have a rich family. And she's like, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. It's hard for me to get on board with this. Yeah. I agree. And <laughs> yeah. like, I do think there's room for her to be like, well, you lied to me. Yeah. You know, and you said you were in a, and I don't feel like you're supporting me in my new endeavors, like singing in this punk band. Right. And like, at one point in the early in the episode, she makes a dig about him. Like, he's like, I don't like dressing up in costumes. And she's like, you dress up in that monkey suit every day. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like, that's as close as we get is mm-hmm. sort of her hating that. Yeah. And like, I do get that in a way of like you do this thing that I know you hate doing mm-hmm. so that you can have this job. And then but he's admitted to her he likes her his job. Well, and there's also this part of it that's like, you know, like it's that's not it's nothing none of that's either here or there. Like mm-hmm. he has a job and he has to wear this out. Yeah. He has to wear a fucking it, like would it be he had to wear a chef's uniform at I know. the last one. Like yeah. this is how is this any different? I know. You know? So it's it's interesting and I think that we're supposed to feel like supportive of Audrey because we're supposed to out of the gates think that stockbrokers are bad much similar towards we're supposed to be like oh but it's more nuanced with Dawson right because he's pursuing a creative pursuit like filmmaking when it like it's just like heads up across the board labor you know working kind of sucks you know like particularly when you're this age yeah like you know and like bosses be assholes you know especially when you're this age and at entry level you know so like like kind of creating this like we're supposed to be entering it from a place of like well duh no one would want to be a stockbroker and that's like the worst place you could be even though we're seeing a side-by-side comparison of Dawson's workplace being pretty much exactly the same right we're we're supposed to be like but yeah he's working towards a creative pursuit you know and it's like more understandable or something like that I don't know it's hard because like it's not that I never liked Pacey and Audrey like I'm fine with it yeah but because like in fifth season there's no like it just doesn't make sense that they're together because there's no conversation audrey never talk about like it you know joey and pacey never talk so like yeah the whole like it's just like i just can't buy that audrey and joey are best friends and audrey is dating pacey like i just i can't and they didn't even have a conversation i cannot buy that i could i yeah even if they did have a conversation i couldn't buy it you know what i mean like it's a lot like i just like uh, it's a lot you're like 18 and like the person who broke your heart and lost your virginity to is then dating your roommate and best friend yeah 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 like totally no way yeah no way no way no way no way no way no way you know so like just like on the like against the rules of feminism (laughs) 
it's just like there's no way you could be okay with that yeah. when you're that young i mean and it, and that fresh yeah too totally. you know like they broke up at that point like eight like, months ago yeah, yeah like oh my gosh like you could be fine with them all being friends or something like you right. know but like dating and no. like he's like they're like fucking in the bed next to you, you no know, no or yeah. something like that he's coming to pick her up from your room yeah. like I don't know it's a, it's a tough sell for me um even in this like incestuous friend group yeah um and so their breakup like I feel like it's a cop-out because she overhears that conversation yeah so that feels like a cop-out to me he doesn't have to actually say anything it's not even that it's that she doesn't say anything like yeah. she overhears how he feels how he he doesn't even feel that way he's like contemplating like i don't know how i feel right this is like a concern i'm having and it's not even a a confirmed concern that he's like i don't know if i love her if i ever loved her he's just like he's just like i don't know what's going on like i don't know what i'm feeling right now because like everything's still new i'm only 19 you know um and like she doesn't have to have this like reckoning of how she feels about that you know about like it if she's just like, I, you know what? I'm, I'm just done. over. Like, I don't want to date my dad. And, like, he kind of seems committed to going down this path. And I don't want that, yeah. you know? I kind of fell in love with him because I wanted a slacker boyfriend, yeah. you know? And we just, like, I don't, I, I feel like it's a cop-out for her, you know? Why did she break up with him? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. But, yeah, the violence, it comes out of nowhere. And I kind of think it's unacceptable. I do, too. I do, too. And it's supposed to be, like, isn't Audrey crazy? And it's, like... Yeah. I mean, she just admitted she's on a downward spiral and totally depressed. And like, yeah, we're supposed to be like, oh, wow, what a psycho. Totally. And I think like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, thank you. Agreed. Okay. For our art and artists, Mm. we're going to continue with our talk, our sports talk. Okay. (laughs) This is from Aru. I wonder how uh, this extends to other kinds of celebrity cultures, especially sports. Many cricketers in India have also openly supported the current regime, um, you know, the fascist mm-hmm. regime in India. But I don't seem, I don't see them held to the same moral standards as film and TV artists. I wonder if this is the case with everyone. A notable exception is, um, De- how do you say him, Djokovic. Oh, um, Djokovic. 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 The world number one men's tennis player. Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. He was recently deported from Australia <laughs> for not being vaccinated and stubbornly refused to do so. But I fear that this gets us into many other territories of discussion. I mean, Australians were very proud of that. We. <laughs> That was kind of like a weird thing. I mean, I only loosely followed it, but they're like, you have to be vaccinated to enter the country, but then they let him enter without being vaccinated. Well, they didn't at first, and then someone did, and then uh they took it back and deported him. But it's like, well, if you have a rule that you have to be vaccinated to enter, and he didn't follow the rule, get out of here. Totally. I mean, I I think it's it's hard for me to speak to, like, cricketers, but, like, I could speak to, I don't know, Tom Brady. Um, And, like, you know, here in this country where, like – you know, Tom Brady is a big supporter of Trump. Um, and a flat out known cheater. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we have certain sports stars that I think well, have like been. Well, like the owners of all the football teams too. Yeah. And I mean, Trump really made football like a part of. Political. The, yeah. The culture discourse. war. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and then of course on the flip side, you have like someone like Colin Kaepernick who mm-hmm. was really just asking to like, 
I mean, that's the whole chant of Black Lives Matter. It started as a chant, just right. simply saying Black Lives Matter. And then now people use the acronym BLM so they don't have to they they don't have to say i don't believe that black lives matter. yeah they say i don't believe in blm mm-hmm. and it's like well in the west coast blm means bureau of land management thanks totally so i think like i think like looking at someone like that i mean for me obviously it's very easy to hate tom brady mm-hmm. he has always played on teams that i've hated mm-hmm. and thus i have no problem being like what a fucking dick right right like i um, Josh Gondelman, who uh, is a comedian and a friend of a friend of mine, um, he uh, grew up in New England. Mm-hmm. And um, when during the Trump administration, when the Patriots kept winning Super Bowls, mm-hmm. he like did this thing where he would like donate for every time the Patriots scored a touchdown, he would like donate money to the ACLU. Mm-hmm. And like he was he was like, look. I can't help that I grew up in New England. Right. I can't help that this is my football team, that mm-hmm. I shared this with my grandmother. Right. You know, he's like, am I the biggest fan of Tom Brady? No. Mm-hmm. Is he the quarterback that is leading my team to Super Bowl victories? Yes. And mm-hmm. like, that's, these are complicated things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really fascinating. I mean, I think that like sports stars on the whole, like both get it worse and better. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's kind of both. And I think what's been really interesting for me being uh, just in the U.S. and seeing the different sports, mm-hmm. how the different sports handle it. Because yeah. if you look at like how the NBA, particularly during the Trump administration, like the NBA was like, fuck this dude. Like, yeah. we are not going to visit him at the White House. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich, who's um, the coach of the Spurs. Like basically every night people would ask him questions and he'd be like, that guy fucking sucks. And like, let me tell you all the ways in which yeah. that guy fucking sucks. Steve Kerr, who's the, um, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, um, who is my basketball team. Um, he like, he, you know, he was very much like, look around you. And mm-hmm. Steve Kerr's father died, was assassinated. Mm. He was a Middle East scholar and was assassinated. Mm. Um, great documentary, great part of the documentary, the Michael Jordan documentary, the last dance, um, mm-hmm. on Steve Kirk, cause he played with Jordan in the, the nineties balls. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, Steve Kerr was like, this guy's going to get people killed. I should fucking know. Yeah. You know? And like, I think that there's a way in which, you know, football, I mean, unfortunately football is America's pastime. I would love to think it's baseball, but it's football. I mean, honestly, to be frank, the way in which the late, you know, the labor movements within the different sports, like empower the players versus the owners. Yeah. It seems pretty indicative to whether or not like they were supportive of the Trump regime. Definitely. And I think like, and I think that you, you know, as someone who follows sports and as someone who loves sports, it's been heartbreaking in certain instances. I mean, even just today, the Cleveland Browns brought on a quarterback from the Texans who has is involved in five lawsuits about him sexually assaulting women. Five yeah. different lawsuits. And they were like, but he really can throw the ball well. And like yeah. to me, that's like... I don't fucking care. The the Dodgers right now Trevor, know, have Trevor yeah. Bauer, who, that. yeah, I mean, like, is a pitcher and was, I mean, uh, assaulted, like, physically assaulted, like, beat a, the shit out of a woman. Yeah. And the LAPD was like, oh, there's not enough evidence. Right. And so, so then, then the it's Dodgers like, are like, well, what are we supposed to do? Right. 
and he, you know, he's still on suspension and it's kind of unclear what's going to happen, but like that sucks. You know, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers who has, is a rapist and like nobody gives a shit about that. Well, what about Mike Tyson? I mean, that's from when we were kids, you know, sure. I mean, he literally went to jail for rape and he's still considered one of the best boxers ever and was allowed to box when he was released from jail for raping someone. Yeah. And then know? bit someone's ear off. Yeah. And it's like, that was like what we were raised on, you know, the kind of sports we were raised on. I mean, I think in terms of the celebrities, I just wasn't like, raised in a sports household. Like we did watch tennis. Um, that was like our sport, uh, as a family, but like, I wasn't really raised with that, but it feels like a different type of celebrity. It like, it occupies a different space in the differently than like actors and, you know, creatives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, I, I feel like that's what makes it like this really complicated, interesting thing, you know, and it's a way in which like the different, I don't know, like it's like the different types of bars for what is acceptable behavior. They like, they're kind of all, it's all muddy, you know? Well, and it's because like people watch football and we know that that kills people playing football is terrible and you know obviously fans might feel complicated about that but they still accept that because it's something that they love therefore the the bars for what behavior is acceptable is completely different right definitely I also think that like because if we're talking about sports like I mean for me it's like okay can I go back like I definitely was raised in a sports house. Mm-hmm. I, my house wasn't as much like the like the sports stars or the people you look up to, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I had I loved certain sports stars mm-hmm. that have like since turned out to be garbage. I loved Jose Canseco. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Jose Canseco uh-huh. so much when I was a child. I used to sleep with a stuffed Jose Canseco doll. Mm-hmm. I had a life size poster on my wall <laughs> that I would like talk to. Like I loved Jose Canseco. That's so funny. And he's a garbage. Mm-hmm. He's a garbage person. Totally. I didn't have to like come face to face with that when I was a child. Mm. Do you know what I mean? My favorite baseball player was Jim Abbott. I was like, that guy is a one handed pitcher. One arm pitcher. Yeah. We saw him pitch all the time. He played yeah. for the angels. Sure. Of course. But like, but my thing is like, so, and then I, I became a Giants fan because Barry Bonds went to the Giants mm. when I was in like the third grade or something. So you were an A's fan before? I was an A's fan. Yeah. I loved Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, the Bash mm. brothers, Ricky Henderson. I loved that whole 80s team. And then when, when Barry Bonds came to the Giants, I became a Giants fan and mm. never looked back. But... Barroids. Yes, that was before he did mm, come to the Giants pre-steroids. It? Yes. Mm. Yeah. There's a very, you can see there's a, mm. there's a specific period where his neck grows many sizes. And I mean, we just watched varsity blues. You don't know when those steroids started. <laughs> okay. But so like, but so, and Mark McGuire and, and Jose Canseco were absolutely, absolutely. on steroids as well. Yeah, yeah. But so my thing is like, look, can I look back on certain times with Barry Bonds and be like, man, what a great play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, he and JT Snow beat each other up <laughs> in the mm-hmm. um, dugout at one point, mm-hmm. which is a great video to watch. Oh, it's God. it's fucked, but it's also <laughs> kind of funny. Um, not JT Snow. 
Uh, yeah, it was. So anyway, but like I can go back and be like, oh man, remember Will Clark and like remember this play or I can like go watch Matt Cain's perfect game. Mm-hmm. And like the feeling of that, I get to have that feeling, but I never have to contend with how does this change the meaning? The mm-hmm. meaning doesn't change. Well, what about in this current moment? Can you watch like you know, different sports knowing, like, I mean, it's hard to consider watching football knowing that the, I don't watch football. Yeah. But yeah. like knowing that the coaches are so against the, just the statement, black lives matter. Definitely. You know, definitely. And I think it's hard. It's, it's, that's very hard. I think it's hard to, um, it's hard for me to like, there are certain players that if they had co- if they came to the Giants, mm-hmm. it would be very hard for me to root for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I think that like, you know, and the the owner of the Giants is a Trump fan, and like I have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't buy the merch anymore. Right. I don't buy tickets to the game. Mm. I try not to like buy Giants branded shit anymore. Mm. Um, because the owner, yeah, is a you know. And I have to deal with that. And like, you know, yes, sure. Like that's my team. And like, I have a special connection to them, but I try not to give them money. Right. Um, and, and that's, and so also looking at something like art, Hmm. I think it's more complicated. Hmm. Why? Because, you continue to have a relationship with it. Hmm. Like the, the fact that Trevor Bauer pitched for the Dodgers, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to keep having a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. He gets traded to another team and you're like, he's out. I don't have to think about the fact that this guy fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like when I look at something like Buffy, the vampire slayer, Mm -hmm. every time I look at it now, I have to contend with, what it means and it doesn't mean something different. And like, yes, it does. Hmm. And so I think like, and I think like for my own personal, like stop when I stopped watching football. Yeah. Like for me personally, that was like, it was like the two things happened at once where I read a lot of books about chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which Mm -hmm. is the brain damage. And then the Roy Rice thing happened where he literally knocked his, um, fiance oh, out yeah, in an elevator drags her they have like video of it and at the same time another player I forget who on another team got caught with weed mm. the player got caught, caught with weed got suspended for like eight games which is almost the entire season yeah, yeah, yeah. or six games or something and Roy, Roy Rice got suspended for two games oh my god and I was like well <laughs> the NFL can fucking eat it yeah. like I want nothing to do with this anymore I'm totally. not gonna support this I don't want to watch it you clearly don't give a shit that like women might be interested in watching this sport mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know put a pin in like the actual physical damage it causes though that is part of why I don't watch it like <laughs> yeah. fuck you yeah for saying this mm-hmm. and so I think that like sports it's like different because of the one hand like I do think that the relationship is like much different than a relationship to art. Mm. And I think that the meaning of a team doing something, it means what it means. Mm -hmm. That meaning doesn't change when you assess. Hmm. And so like, I think 
you know, I think there are plenty of terrible players that like I don't want to watch, that I don't want to be a part of, that I will so heckle. You, you think that like sports fandom is more of like a fandom towards a brand than like of like the the people that make that brand? Yeah, like yes and no. Yeah, yeah I mean yes, like I think and I can speak for me personally like I the Giants are my team Mm -hmm. like I was always the most interested in baseball Mm -hmm. and they were my team since I since Barry Bonds came 93 Mm -hmm. and and like I you know I've had moments where I like wasn't as like caught up with everything right but like I've always cared Mm -hmm. how the Giants are doing right the Warriors were so terrible when I was a child yeah. that I w- used to root for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> but then they got better. I'm a fair weather Warriors fan. I'll be the first to admit it. And then they got better. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I can work for the Warriors. Oakland. Good. I mean, now they're in the city. But like Oakland, like, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know, um, and the 49ers, I mean, th- that one was crushing mm-hmm. because I was like, I was raised with the 49ers and yeah. I was raised with the 49ers when they were good and they won football games and they won Super Bowls. Yeah. Talking about Steve Young, <laughs> Joe, Montana, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Terrell yeah. Owens, like they were, they were brilliant to watch, mm-hmm. and I had to, I had to stop caring. And what I realized in this last postseason was that I actually did really care mm. when they got to the end when they were playing the Rams, the Niners, the Niners were playing the Rams uh-huh. for who was going to go to the Super Bowl, right? And I was like. I hate that I care about this. (laughs) I hate myself for caring about this. Uh, Like, I wish I didn't care, but I do. And mm -hmm. I don't know how to stop that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a very like, on the one hand, it's like a very base emotion. Mm -hmm. It's not complicated. Right. And I think my relationship to art and artwork is more complicated. Right. Constantly. There is a conversation. There is a dialogue. That does feel like the interesting thing about sports is like, you've just decided on a brand, the team, and that's who you always are going to root for. So it makes it not complicated when you just jump in and there's someone playing, you know? Yeah. I remember being in France for the final of the World Cup in 20, whatever, like this was, I don't know, 16, yeah, whenever the last World Cup was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, which team are we rooting for? Yeah. And it was the final and I was in France and France was playing and they're like, blue it's always blue and I was like great great we're in we it can get I can uh, okay cool yeah. you know and so I, I can understand that like I don't need to make these complicated choices right. and I think that's one of the things about sports fandom is that like you always know who you're rooting for that and that makes it easy um it's interesting because like then that doesn't because you've told yourself it's easy, you know who you're rooting for, there's no complicatedness, you shut yourself off to the idea that things are complicated. And like, should you be rooting for someone? And is winning at all costs always the best choice? And I think like, what I do want to say is that like, I think that as a fan of sports, Mm -hmm. you should actually make your opinion known when your team like if you're a Cleveland Browns fan I'd be pretty fucking pissed that my team just hired a quarterback that has five sexual assault lawsuits going on against him yeah I'd be pretty mad I'd maybe call the fucking Browns front office and make my opinion known yeah you know we all made San Francisco Giants fans made their opinion known when this guy it came out that this owner 
like supported Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And like he ended up stepping down for a time. Mm. I mean, I think he probably stepped back up, but like he did step like he stepped down from being the owner. Well, but he stepped down from any decision making. (laughs) Okay. I I hear you. Unbelievable. No, I hear you. But he stepped (laughs) down from like being a public figure from making any decisions. He did not step down from making the money that he makes. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like, what does that mean? And he's the owner stepped down. Like, come on. (laughs) Baseball, baseball teams are usually owned by a conglomerate. Sure. But this was one of them. So, like, my thing is, like, I do think fans making their opinion known that this is fucked. And actually, it's going to be interesting to see where the baseball strike that just happened, that just ended, is going to take baseball. But, like, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I I have heard that ticket sales are not great. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But, like... You know, I think that what's different is that you have a memory associated with certain players. Sure. Like, you know, you remember where you were sitting when, you know, Travis Ishikawa hit a home run over into the San Francisco Bay to win the Mm -hmm. fucking NLCS in 2012. Like, you remember what bar you were sitting at when Madison Bumgarner pitched, you know, the ninth inning of the seventh game of the world series and Mm -hmm. shut out the Kansas city Royals to win the world series. Mm -hmm. Like definitely you have memories associated with those people, but like it's not, it's not complicated. It's not a complicated memory. It doesn't, if Madison Bumgarner turns out to be trash, Mm -hmm. I'm like, God damn it. He's trash. Right. But he like doesn't play for my team anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know what to do with that. I mean, it's more like, I don't know what to do with it. I can, every time he comes up, then I would be like, he's trash, but Mm. he doesn't play for the team anymore. So what am I supposed to do? Mm. You know, that's kind of the question. Yeah. I mean, Buffy isn't being made anymore and nor is like. But I don't, I'm not like, I don't have to watch. I rewatch Buffy. Oh, okay. But I don't watch Madison Bumgarner pitch a game every day. Right, right, right. You know. Oh, okay. So it's the way in which you revisit that. Right. Media. Right. Interesting. And art in yeah, general. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's interesting. I do. I think that's an interesting question and an interesting topic. Yeah. I think sports celebrity is just so different. Yes. I don't fully understand it because, like I said, I wasn't raised in a sports family. Yeah. And I wasn't raised to have, like, complete allegiance to a brand or an sure. organization in that way. I know that it exists and I know that there's real community building about that. So I I can't like wholesale say it's bad because I think building community is super important for humans. But like, sometimes I'm just like, I do look at it like, whoo, I don't know. (laughs) This is a weird allegiance to be having to something. Um, But a lot of that comes from me not understanding it. Um, But I do think as a result of like that wholesale allegiance, it doesn't leave room to like, abstract thought and like connection and it furthers the idea that you should be completely allegiant without question to entities and brands in a way in which like I don't completely understand and then as a result the celebrity that comes from sports is different than the celebrity of like media and Hollywood of film and 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 I think that like it's it's like not to spend too much time on this, but like, it's weird because like, like look at Brett Favre, like this year, he like 
kind of implied that he had been vaccinated and then it turned out he hadn't. Uh, and he came, he got COVID and like basically exposed a lot of people to it. Uh-huh. And people really were like, fuck this dude, like fuck Brett Favre for like doing that. Yeah. And like, I agree. Fuck Brett Favre for doing that. Brett yeah. Favre seems like a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, like that's a really selfish maneuver. Um, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers did that. He's like, I'm, what did he say? Something. Oh, like, it wasn't I'm Brett an- Favre. It was Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. They played for the same team. They're like, the same I'm person in my head. Inoculated or something. Yeah, yeah. He used some kind of. It was Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Oh, okay. He's just the Green Bay Packers quarterback, which oh. I always think of as Brett. Favre. The only reason I know this is because Shayla and Woodley broke up with him yeah. because of that. <laughs> so right, which so, like kind of speaks to the larger like celebrityness of like, you know, sure, and how that like can percolate in my mind. Because I was totally, like, totally, totally riveted by this, you know. Totally. So Aaron Rodgers, you're right. It was uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron, and like my thing is like, okay, but like, it's hard to like, like I think Aaron Rodgers is a, di- a dick bag for doing that. I already wasn't gonna watch gr- the Green Bay Packers play, mm-hmm. so like. Then what? And I don't think, and I think like all Aaron Rodgers ended up doing was like pissing off a lot of people. Mm. And I think like Tom Brady, like it, your view on him, like depends on whether or not you're a Patriots fan and depends on whether or not you like Trump. And it's hard for me to say that like, you know, his like allegiance to our dictatorship that we had for mm. four years, um, you know, that like, and that we have in pretender forms to the date. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, we're not doing great here. Yeah. But like that, his allegiance to that, it's hard for me to say that, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that's fucked up, but I already hated Tom Brady. So it's hard for me to like, mm. you know, it's, it's like the equivalent of like, People are like, oh, we have to boycott Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, done. I'll boycott Chick-fil-A. I've never <laughs> once eaten that one. Like, it does not matter whether or not I boycott it because, like, they were not getting my money anyway. So, you know, it's like, like the same kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I already think it's Tom like, Brady's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So now I just think he's an asshole for a new reason. Yeah, totally. You know? So yeah. that's hard because, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's complicated. And professional sports are complicated. Yeah, I know. So and it's yeah like everything is becoming so entrenched in the culture war and it's like I don't yeah. know I mean I definitely feel the confliction of like are we making things better or worse right <laughs> right know? um so it that's the area that I grapple with yeah constantly totally cool cool well thank you everyone for being here yeah. thank you for making space for us season six it's kind of brutal yeah like I don't know I'm just like we're at the end so like yeah i know you know and yet like, not okay but yeah i don't know there's so many like things that are light. like i guess a lot of the fun and the charm of dawson's creek has kind of worn off yeah and i'm over being sold that dawson is like such a good guy yeah and that like you know Pacey yeah. is just such a flawed tragic person yeah. and that jen can never get the guy yeah like, it's like, well, we're at the end. Can't we just, like, can Jen get the guy? Let's let people be happy, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. I don't know. It's it's kind of been a slog. So yeah. what can you do? But we're here. Yep. Thanks for letting us take a week off. Um, yep. But we're going to continue on this path. It's going to get dark for Audrey. Yep. I'm very scared. Yep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but we hope you all are staying safe. Yeah. You know, what a time to be alive. Whew. 
we've lived through a pandemic. Now we've still got living through it. Yeah, an energy crisis, yep. a commodity crisis, a literal war, of capital mm-hmm. by uh, multinational organizations, by char- gou- price gouging, mm-hmm. and the right is calling for price government instituted price controls. So fascinating. I know. What a weird world. What a wild time to be alive. Yeah. So we hope y'all are just being okay. Yeah. You know, you made it to today and thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. Mm. Defund the police. Yep. Stop Asian hate. Yep. Honor our treaties. Mm-hmm. Water is life. Mm-hmm. Abortion is health care. Yep. Let's get Medicare for all. Yep. You know, you know what I've been thinking about? It's so wild that the right is running on like giving parents control (laughs) while they're saying that teachers can tell parents, I will not call your kid the name you've now chosen to call them. Yeah. So fascinating that now they're saying parents cannot say uh, their kid can get the health care that they want. Yeah. And the Need. need. Yeah. And the name that they want, the gender that they want. Yeah. I cannot believe that the left isn't calling out the right for people telling them how to parent. Yep. It's absolutely absurd that the left cannot get on the messaging train. (laughs) Make this about families. Yep. Because it is. I agree. It's about helping families. And personal choice. Well, we need to eliminate that because that doesn't win. It is literally about families. I yeah. cannot believe that we're okay with there being a law that says a teacher gets to tell a parent what they're going to call their kid. Yeah. That is bullshit. I agree. It's bullshit. I agree. You know, this is literally about helping the families, especially the supportive parents. Yeah. We need yeah. to help them. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. And for our like queer trans, uh, you know, gender nonconforming, gay, lesbian, bisexual, our listeners, just like, I love you guys. You deserve love. Yeah. You deserve care. Um, and I hope you're getting it from somewhere. Seriously. And if you live in a state where some of these things are passing or going through the state legislator, just know that you're loved and you're needed here. And, um, I hope I hope you have support around you. And if you don't, you can always reach out to us. Totally. And, you know, and there are places that you can reach out to nearby that have resources for you. Yeah, seriously. Ooh, you know? Yep. But yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at gofreakingcrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. For Capitalist Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. You know what I think I want to do? I think mm. I want to start watching like iconic episodes and talking about that. Okay. So we can like feel the the energy Joy. and the love <laughs> of like, <laughs> you yeah. know, detention and yeah. sex she wrote and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and just we'll like start. kind of get back into that yeah we'll start really doing fun. this um patreon.com slash dawson's critique and as always you can order our book i remember everything life lessons from dawson's creek available wherever you get your books let me shout out to i think i've said this one before but it's what's popping in my head right now which is tattered cover bookstore in denver colorado cool. um, 
Great bookstore. <laughs> yeah, I've I have been a meeting. There. I have a meeting with there. them coming up, so <laughs> they're in my they're in my thoughts. Um, so yeah, Tattered Cover Bookstore in Denver, Colorado. You can pick up our book there. They'll send it to you if you want to order it online. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much to those of you who have written a review, liked us, subscribe. Um, if you haven't done that, we would appreciate it if you did. It helps us immensely when you do that. Uh, you can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to go right